Good evening. The presenting sponsor of 30 and Nerdy Podcast is Advertising Expressions. Advertising Expressions exists to promote your business, school, church, or even your podcast, just like they do for the quite fine show, 30 and Nerdy. They promote such organizations by getting their name in front of as many as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. So whether you advertise on your rear window, or wear a shirt so that strangers on a train know where you work, be sure that advertising expressions can help you. After all, I confess that their service is absolutely murder. Contact them today and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to see what deals are in store. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome back to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Big episode tonight. I am your Duke of Nerds. The sweet tea of the nerdy south. Your host with the most, Tyler Mack. Tonight's episode is a big one. We are... Days away from the two-year celebration of the 30 Nerdy Podcast, the second anniversary, if you will, and I wanted to, to to celebrate in many different ways, and we are going to do that, and one of them was to convene the Council of Nerds about Falcon Winter Soldier, and we have done just that. I am joined by the Council later, and we will get to that, but let's get to some business first. First things first, if you want to follow along with everything 30 and Nerdy Podcast, all you have to do is subscribe to this show first and foremost. Whatever you are listening to this on, whether it be uh, iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, whatever that is, Hit that subscribe button. Hit that five-star review and leave us a rating. All right? You can, in that review, you can let us know if there's something you would like to hear or what are some of the favorite things you have heard throughout the past two years of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. And speaking of ratings and reviews, for a few more days only till the rest 
of April, just to the rest of April, Podchaser is still running this special little fundraiser. For every rating and review you do for a podcast on podchaser.com, they're going to donate money to Meals on Wheels. It's a fantastic way to get involved with donating to Meals on Wheels and not break your bank. You don't even have to dig into your own pockets for this. This is a way to just type up some words and a review on some of your favorite podcasts and Podchaser is going to donate for you. So go to podchaser.com, search any podcast that you are interested in or you may listen to, leave them a rating and review. Start with this one, 30 and Nerdy Podcast, and then I suggest you check out the people who have joined me in the council tonight. Find their shows, rate and review them on podchaser.com as well. There's also so many really good uh, podcasts at podchaser.com. Great playlists. All you have to do is look them up. For instance, two playlists that I would suggest looking up is The Apocalypse. That's T H E A P O D A L Y P S E. Now, that's all one word. And the other playlist I would look up is Pod Nation. One word, P-O-D-N-A-T-I-O-N. Those two playlists are chock full of fantastic podcasts, including the podcast you're about to listen to in the council later. So get on there and get to rating and reviewing. Also, we are all over social media. Use that hashtag 30 and nerdy pod to follow along with the conversation, whether it be Twitter, whether it be Facebook, whether it be Instagram, whether it be, yes, TikTok. So go to all those social media platforms, find us and follow us today. Twitter, Facebook, uh, actually, you know what? The easiest way to do that would be to check out 30andnerdypodcast.com. At that website, you're going to get everything you need to know about the show, past episodes, friends of the show, where to find us on all social media outlets, causes that we support as a podcast and as Badcast Company Productions, causes like the Black Lives Matter movement, the Disabled Veterans, the 501st Legion, Many, many causes that we have personally supported as a podcast over the two years, almost two years that we have been going, uh, and ways for you to also support if that is something you are interested in. Speaking of support, if you want to support this show and Badcast Company Productions' other show monetarily, go to patreon.com slash Productions. There you will find many different ways to support the show monetarily. There are different tiers, different gifts for each tier, as well as different things you're going to get exclusively. Exclusive shows, bloopers, deleted scenes, polls that only patrons take part in, behind-the-scenes pictures and stuff like that that only patrons get. But my favorite thing that I get to send out to the patrons is our bloopers and deleted scenes. I love when I cut through episodes and I hear giggling or things that have made us laugh that don't go into the episodes for the regular podcast listener to hear. I love cutting those bloopers and deleted scenes out. Those are on Patreon for a dollar a month. That's it. And right now, if you go, if you help us out via Patreon at just one dollar a month... 
Throughout the year of 2021, you are going to get every exclusive Patreon show. For instance, our WandaVision Wednesdays we did. Our Loki series that will come up. We're toying with you. All of those exclusive Patreon-only shows you will get in 2021 for just a dollar a month. That's it. That's $12 a year. So... Go to patreon.com slash badcastcompanyproductions to find out how you can help monetarily. And that's not all. Go to Instagram while you're listening to this. Real quick, just listen to my voice. Go to Instagram. Go to the search bar. Type in R-E-V underscore C-O-L-L, the number three, C-T-I-O-N. That's Rev underscore collection hit subscribe follow that instagram especially if you're into pops and collectibles and things of that manner uh this instagram is the rev of collectibles himself the rev of rants you've heard him on the show logan roach follow that account there's always great stuff interact with him he does unboxings he's selling pops now uh, he does Pokemon cards, all that things in that collectible game that I personally, I, I do not uh, partake in very heavily, but Rev does, and it's fantastic stuff. You will not be sorry that you subscribed to that Instagram channel. Speaking of Rev, some new things that are coming up for our second year. No longer will the road so far be just a random here and there spin-off series of 30 and nerdy podcasts no 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 my friends now the road so far will be the second weekly show of 30 and nerdy podcast it will come out every friday every friday the road so far will come out we are into season two of supernatural and season two of the road so far so that first episode of the road so far will drop this friday me and rev had such a fantastic time getting back together and we're, we're going through the season again and it was just it was amazing uh to go back and and do it for the first season and here we are going to get to do it for the second season uh so tune in every friday for 30 and nerdy's the road so far week in and week out where we dive into an episode on the road so far This Friday, we will kick off Season 2 with Season 2, Episode 1, In My Time of Dying. And I cannot wait for for you to hear that great conversation. Rev, love your brother. Can't wait to continue down the road so far. Speaking of my brothers, the next episode that will air of 30 and Nerdy Podcast will be of the Bad Cast Company boys, Rev, Juice and myself, we will be talking about Mortal Kombat. So this is your warning then. That next episode of 30 and Nerdy Podcast will be all about spoilers. So gets to watching the movie and we're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat. Uh, The world of Mortal Kombat, the mythos, the games a little bit, as well as the new installment to the Mortal Kombat universe that we were just given on HBO Max. Now that the business is taken care of, DJ Mike Howie, take us to the show. Nerd! Nerd! 
it's time to nerd up or shut up. Let's get dangerous. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Reach out using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can also find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com or check out the website at 30andNerdyPodcast.com. Now... Sit back, crank it to 11, the nerds are here. All right, nerds, now I'm going to start the show uh, in a way I've never really started it before. Let's go ahead and dive into a nerd word. That's right. So, your nerd word of this episode is nerdgalitarian. A nerdgalitarian is a person or person's belief that all nerds are created equal and deserve equal rights in being a nerd of any kind. So that's your word for the episode, nerdgalitarian. Use it in a sentence. I believe we all should be nerdgalitarians and that all nerds are equal in the eyes of nerddom, that we should not judge other nerds for the things they love. Yes, some of us may be weirded out by their nerddoms, but they have every right to be nerds in that nerddom. So nerdgalitarian, use it in a sentence. Today's episode is all about Falcon and Winter Soldier, and before we get to the council, I want to talk a little bit about the surface level. At the surface, what Falcon and Winter Soldier is. Falcon and Winter Soldier takes place a few months after Endgame. Now, this uh, starts with Sam handing down the shield to the Smithsonian, feeling that he is not worthy of the mantle of Captain America. Bucky is in therapy as part of his pardon. He has mandated therapy. There's some great comedy, great action, fantastic story, and heart-wrenching social story. Social injustice and social justice storyline going on. And I think it plays fantastically. It's not forced. It just is its own thing in the story, and it's beautifully done, beautifully told. The performances between Sam and Isaiah are are fantastic. Um, I, I will never understand as a middle-class white man, but it brought tears to my eyes, the story they were telling with that. Um, 
and I hope it it I hope it rang true with a lot of viewers. I really do. Um, so it, it was six episodes, okay? And, and when I first thought it was going to be six episodes, I was like, "Oh no, just six? Uh, you got a lot to tell us in six. I don't think you can do it." Well, guess what, nerds? I was wrong. They did it, and they did it fantastically. I personally believe it was better than WandaVision, but I'm starting to lean towards this aspect of Marvel more than the flashy supernatural uh, stuff for some reason. Like, I really loved WandaVision. I'm not going to take away what WandaVision was or what it did or what my original opinions of WandaVision was uh, because I still stand by them. It's a fantastic show, strong performances, strong story, but fantastic show. This delivered in a different way, uh, but I did like it better. I did lean towards it a little more now that it's over. It had six episodes. Episode one was titled A New World Order. Episode two, The Star-Spangled Man. Episode three, Power Broker. Episode four, The Whole World is Watching. Episode five, Truth. And the finale, One World, One People. Now, oddly enough, and I think this is probably because it's still fresh. It's not been watched and rated as much as... uh, other things have uh, so I it's a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDB right now I think that will go up as time goes on and more people watch and rate and review but I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some some trivia uh, of it before uh, we um, get to the council okay so a little bit of unknown trivia from this series. When Rhodey and Sam are walking through the Smithsonian in the Captain America tribute, one of the posters is the first issue of Captain America comic book on the lower left. Also in the upper left part of that screen is the newspaper article of Captain America saving the child in Captain America the First Avenger. Another fun fact is Wyatt Russell revealed that he originally auditioned for the role of Captain America in the first adventure and that it was his very first audition ever. Obviously, Chris Evans got the role and Russell got the next incarnation of Captain America, if you will, in this show as U.S. agent, as John Walker. So that now makes three people who originally uh, auditioned for it. Sebastian Stan auditioned for it, Now, Wyatt Russell says he auditioned for it, and so did John Krasinski. None of them got the part. However, down the road, Sebastian Stan became the Winter Soldier. Down the road, Wyatt Russell became John Walker. Down the road, will we see Krasinski join the MCU, as so many of us are yearning for him to do? Only time will tell. Another little fun fact, for the first time in the MCU, Baron Zemo is in full costume with the character's famous purple mask. His costume is modeled after the character's modern costume with a black trench coat. However, the trench coat in this series is a white fur with black polka dots on the collar, which was featured on the shoulders of Zemo's original comic costume. Another little fun fact, Wyatt Russell said that he has received death threats for his role as john walker now let me say this you've got to you really do need to break the wall people 
threatening someone's life for a role they play, what is wrong with you? I mean, there have been so many talented performances, Umbridge in Harry Potter, Joffrey in Game of Thrones, now John Walker, Homelander, and they can't do their job without freaking morons threatening their lives? Can you not break from reality? I mean, is that the problem? Do you not need to realize that these are fictional characters? The fact that you're threatening a human being's life over their performance, over how good a job they've done at their part, you have issues. Get help. Quick. The last little bit of unknown news. Well, two things. One, Sebastian Stan got in the best shape of his life for this role. Um, Going on, on record saying, My body right now is probably the best it's ever been. Months before filming began, Stan teased his training and preparation for the role by posting a shirtless gym selfie on his social media accounts, showing off his superhero physique and ripping six-pack abs. He thanked his trainer, Don Saldino, and said he was proud of the body that he achieved together. Well, I am jealous of the body that Sebastian Stan has dawned for this show and nothing will make you feel worse about the shape you're in than looking at the Winter Soldier. Uh, last little bit of unknown uh, news. The first, This is the first MCU TV series to get a 16 plus rating in the Netherlands, which is equivalent to a TVMA or R rating in the United States. Also, this is the first MCU project to get an adult rating overseas in general. That's crazy. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with the social story, the uh, the fight scenes, the, the brutality of some of these fight scenes. Uh, however, I think it's fantastic. It's great. It's awesome. It is such an amazing show, and I can't wait to convene the council to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that will happen after a quick word from our sponsors we're going to step away, take a quick break. The council will be here when 30 and Nerdy Podcast continues. Tennessee Legend Distillery was founded in 2015 and has quickly become one of the top distilleries for natural extracts and ingredients in its spirits. With no high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, or harmful ingredients, Tennessee Legend Distillery has four locations in the state of Tennessee. Without Newport, Sevierville, Cookville, and Nashville distilleries. You see, at Tennessee Legend Distillery, we have spent more time focused on the quality of our spirits than the number of our stores. We have a great selection of non-flavored spirits as well, like vodka, bourbon, whiskey, and gin. Tennessee Legend Distillery has multiple awards and medals for state, national, and international spirit contests, and even carries 2019's Best Tasting Whiskey in the state of Tennessee with our Salted Caramel 60 Proof Whiskey. We offer discounts for veterans, active military, nurses, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and even multiple bottle discounts. Don't live in Tennessee? We ship to select states. 
Go to GACraftSpirits.com to see if we deliver to you. That's G-A-C-R-A-F-T-S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. If you stop by the Sevierville location, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you and be a legend with Tennessee Legend Distillery by receiving a free shot glass and 15% off of your order. What are you waiting for? Cheers to you. What's up, nerds? This is Rich from the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, and you're listening to our Council of Nerds Brethren, the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Of course, when you're done with this awesome podcast, you can check out the Three Fat Nerd Podcast wherever you get great podcasts just by searching Three Fat Nerds. And if you want all your information about what we do over there, you can visit 8122productions.com. Now let's get back to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes, and I have convened the council. The bell has been rung, and it cannot be unrung. I am joined by the council of nerds. We've got first up, Dre Driven. How are you, Dre? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, guys. I'm good. Enjoyed this this season, this series. You know, it's like we're going to get into season two. Only time will tell, but ready to talk about it because it's really deep series. It was a really deep series, this, this one was. Hmm. Mm. Then, of course, from the other side of the volunteer state, we've got my Tennessee Broham, another nerd in the Council of Nerds, JT from the East Coast Avengers. JT, how are you, brother? I'm doing well. My wallet, on the other hand, is not because, ooh, I bought those pops, and <laughs> you already know, it uh, had to get that second line out. Pretty penny. <laughs> and up next, we have the host of the ODPH, better known as the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Ken M, how's your evening going, brother? John Walker is the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and my partner in crime across from me is letting me know I'm number one with that comment. Number one. (laughs) And, of course, one of my favorite three fat nerds on the other side of the screen, not seen in this Zoom room, is Rich from Three Fat Nerds. How are you, big guy? Uh, what's up, everybody? I, I'm doing great. And uh, U.S. Asian all day. Stop that blasphemy right now. <laughs> Diesel made me promise that I would definitely give you some crap about that. Oh, I'm sure he would. Coming from a man who trolls like he's getting paid for it. I mean, we have no evidence that Diesel is not getting paid for it. <laughs> but if you want to find out everything that Diesel gets paid for, <laughs> patreon.com. $1 gets you in the door. $3 gets you comfy seat at the table. But and there may be an OnlyFans, but we don't really know that. Yeah, we, we don't know. Or, like, or we, and we don't want to know. That's the secret pay know. level in this. Like I say, that's <laughs> that's above my pay grade. So. Uh, that, that, you follow me on Twitter for that. I, yes, I exactly. <laughs> Diesel's OnlyFans link is taped to behind the Mona Lisa. Or the Constitution. Or the Declaration. We don't know which one. but it's Or all three. Or all or three. All three. Big scavenger hunt. He's really just hoping that Nick Cage gets it. That's what he's really hoping for. Well, he's all about that uh, (laughs) face-off sequel. (laughs) 
Well, gentlemen, I, I, I'm excited that we have convened the council again. What's there to say except for, holy shit, what a delivery with the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Delivered in a way that, you know, so many people probably didn't think it was going to deliver. They thought, a lot of people thought, well, it's following WandaVision. WandaVision's big, supernatural, magic, different type of the Marvel Universe. This is so mortal, so human. And I was like, give me the human, because the human is what started it all with Tony Stark and humanity and all that. And humanity is what sells the tickets at the end of the day, if you ask me, in my humble opinion. It's, it's broken the records for Disney+. Plus, and I believe it even broke streaming records. The only thing I think, I think there was a Netflix show that was above it for a little bit. Mm. But that's because Netflix has those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> that's mainly... Only for that reason that Netflix has those ridiculous numbers. So fir- first things first, uh, Rich, one thing that you pulled out of Falcon and Winter Soldier that's still with you, what do you think? No, just one thing? Okay. Uh, well, actually, I, I was talking about this uh, earlier today, actually. My, my, the one thing that I pulled out of it and uh, that, that really tugged at my heartstrings uh, was the, the, the whole Isaiah uh, storyline. I, I dug that. I dug the, uh, the ending with that uh the, that was to me the the uplifting uh portion of the series so i mean i guess that stuck with me above everything else because i could say all the great action because there was a ton of great action i could say a lot of other things but i think that was the one that i really felt like man that, that made me feel good and it was a it was a good moment on screen especially for an mcu show and it it, it struck home for a lot of people and in in a time that's still going on to this day that we went through during the pandemic, especially last June. I mean, it, it delivered on all these, these heartstrings that it pulled on and it, it, it delivered well, it didn't force any narrative. It just delivered the narrative. And I, I caught myself. I always had to wait for my girlfriend to watch it. Um, cause, cause ever since I got her through the MCU and some other things, it's, it's just become our thing. And so, I'm sitting there like waving my eyes, you know, I'm like, Oh, there's a lump in my throat. I can't do this. I "I didn't come here for this crap. Don't make me feel emotional, (laughs) but Ken am, I know you've got the hate for him. You've got a hate on for John Walker, for the U S agent. However, you have gone at great lengths to say Wyatt Russell is bringing the a game. Yeah, don't take my hatred for the character John Walker to take it out on Wyatt Russell because he made one of the biggest jerks and overrated heroes, quote-unquote, in my opinion, in all of Marvel Comics history into at least a watchable character that there was a small, small fraction of empathy that you would have for it. Mm. Because the one thing that this show really demonstrated is the role of Captain America is not one that is completely easy. It is something that when Steve Rogers took the mantle, he represents the ideals of the country, not the politics. Mm. And you see through the lineage of Isaiah Bradley, Sam Wilson, John Walker, everybody deals with it in a very different way. The only person that failed at it thus far, in my opinion, is John Walker because he was not mentally strong enough to deal with the pressure of what it entailed. He Mm. is somebody that when he was given the role thought everybody should just respect him because he had a title in front of his name. 
Now, if you've read the comic run with the late Mark Grunwald writing it, he represented a lot of the politics of the governments instead of what the, the mantle really represented. While the other three gentlemen that we've seen on the show represented the ideals and the beliefs of what America mm-hmm. should be. So that's where it really struck out a chord that the U.S. agent, while maybe meaning to pull that off, just never did because he wasn't the guy. And to see how he had his fall from grace and even like his somewhat redeeming moments in the, which, cause obviously we're talking spoilers in the last episode where he's holding the bus up and trying to help everybody because he's taking the super steroids. Mm. It, it just goes to show that not everybody is meant to be captain America, but the ones that do it well really stand out and carve that legacy. And we've seen it now with three Isaiah Bradley, Sam Wilson, and Steve Rogers. Yes. Yes. JT, we've seen Bucky at the beginning of this. He's in therapy, as everyone should go to therapy at least once in their life. I'm a firm believer. You never know how much it'll help. But we, but it's there's some comical moments in this therapy. He's having to go around early on with people in a notebook, and he's like, hi, I'm Bucky Barnes. I'm no longer the Winter Soldier. I'd like to apologize. Right. What part of early on stood out to you most? Was it the therapy, the him fighting the winter soldier, or just we're still in disarray from the loss of cap? Ooh, um, I think for the standpoint of Bucky, I think it's him trying to be his own person. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, he's only had maybe, I mean, I wouldn't even go a month maybe longer than a month of just pure nothingness when he was in Wakanda. Um, And then he has to fight and then he has to keep on fighting. Then he disappears and then he comes back and then he has to fight again. Like that's all he's known. And he kind of alluded to that. He was like, all I know is fighting and fighting and fighting. Um, And so to see him go out and, and go on dates, you know, and, you know, quote unquote dates um, and kind of, not really know how to socialize it it just shows you how much um hydra really got in his head and how much they really changed him as a person and um i love the therapy scenes um did not know this but uh anthony mackie and sebastian stan actually improvised that entire scene wow Wow. yeah so i thought that was fantastic um but I, i think i think we now person okay personally i would like to see bucky go as the white wolf now i i I think that character would be a really good um adaptation um in the mcu i think that with everything that's going on with um the black panther and the uncertainty of that i think they need to have that because the white wolf is technically you know t'challa's half brother and he becomes the white wolf, which is like the same as black Panther. It's a whole story. And um, they could easily do this in the MCU. And they, if they want to say, we don't want to pass the mantle on to anybody, but we have this guy who knows all about it. Let's do that. So it Bucky's story to me was by far the most intriguing of the entire series. Mm. Dre. What grasped you out of out of what's one of the biggest things that grasped you? 
Well, like I said, like I'm with Rich, um, the whole Isaiah Bradley story, how it's really like on point of what's going on in the world today. Um, and then that whole scene where Sam had to use his Avengers privilege to get from getting arrested. They're about to do something to him if they if they recognize him. Another thing that's going on in the world today that's like, you know, pull out your heartstrings. And also um, the whole Bucky story, uh, he didn't feel that he was um, worthy. Still feel like he's not worthy of of what Steve did for him. And that was touching. And then that whole last um, um, speech that Sam gave, and then the last episode, I was really deep and touching and it made a lot of sense. You know, and hopefully they woke up. It, it, I think it woke up, woke up, woke up the senators and all that. But um, yeah, those right there. But that Isaiah Bradley story was really touched to the heartstrings, and um, like I said, it was it was up and down with the action and the seriousness, and I enjoyed those aspects of the show. So, what about this? And this is for the whole panel, whoever wants to. What about this worked better than Wandavision? And what about this maybe missed something that Wandavision did? Ooh. Um, for me, I think what it did better than WandaVision was it, it it's so hard to tell. I mean, WandaVision was never gonna have the action scenes unless, you know, until that final episode, two episodes really. Um I, I can't really say, oh, I really want more action in WandaVision because we got a better storyline in that opinion, like in, in that aspect of it. Um but I mean, I could easily say the action, you know, um, I think what something that WandaVision did better than Falcon and Winter Soldier was just the, uh, I guess the attention to detail to these characters, stories and backstories and histories and stuff like to me, hands down, WandaVision made Age of Ultron that much better. Nothing did the, I mean, they're, Falcon Winter Soldier really didn't make me go back and watch other movies. Granted, I did go back and watch, you know, um, Civil War. I mean, not Civil War, um, uh, Winter Soldier, but it didn't. I mean, I didn't really say like, oh, yeah, there's the connection. There's that. There's that. But WandaVision made me absolutely say, wow, I missed. I totally missed that. Mm -hmm. um, so and then again, I think. WandaVision did a better job at wrapping up like loose ends. And I, I was left with maybe two or three questions, which I know will be answered in Dr. Strange, but with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was left with numerous questions and really wanted to know a lot more, which you can either say, Hey, season two or Captain America four, you have your option. Which one are you going to answer these two? But I don't know. I, I think, Equally to me, you can't say one was better than the other. It's like apples mm -hmm. and oranges. Yeah. Um, they're both really good, fantastic series. Um, so, um, but they do have their pros and cons. So, one thing that Falcon did better than WandaVision, I thought, was really juggle around multiple characters, give each story their due, that you weren't sitting there guessing who is Mephisto the entire time. <laughs> like it didn't become this mystery. It was Sarah. Sarah who, the the whole time. who the big bad guy was. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have that. Falcon Winter Soldier told the story of these two characters that we have really known well, because they've mm -hmm. also appeared in multiple movies, not just the Avenger movies. Mm -hmm. And we had that connection with them. 
and to see where they're taking the legacy of one of the most popular characters in all the MCU and that direction and really have fans guessing without it becoming so overwhelming, I thought they really pulled it off. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I thought WandaVision did better was they told a different story. And what I mean by this is WandaVision was unlike a lot of things we've seen in the MCU. It visually is different. Storyline is very different. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But it is something that stood out. And for somebody that watches a lot of MCU films, I always say they fall in that cookie cutter mentality that you can literally swap out this character, put this one in, and you can't even really tell the difference unless you really are getting really picky. I thought WandaVision really stood out. And for characters that quite honestly are not that great on their own, except Scarlet Witch, I think it can be in small stories, but not like a full regular series run. Yeah. Because I, I, I think that she just gets, her powers are just so big that they need somebody to balance off her a lot. But I yeah. think for her character, it really showed a different side to her and really gave her an introduction piece to the MCU audience. I mean, it's the difference between the two is night and day. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is definitely closer to a regular uh, original, what we know as an MCU product. And, you know, WandaVision was, was different, mm -hmm. which was fine. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I found myself a lot more uh, entertained by Falcon and the Winter Soldier just because I like it. I like the deep stories in it. And I also did like the, the feeling that we didn't have to sit there and keep questioning if there was something being played on us or a trick played on us. You know, yeah, there's questions and everything at the end of the day, but at the same time, you know, you knew what the story was. You know what I mean? You knew who the villain was. You knew where we were going towards or who we were going towards, if you will. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that that just made that show a lot more... I mean, maybe not better to speculate at, but I think everybody had fatigue from speculating on WandaVision anyways mm -hmm. and uh, how, how many people could be right or wrong. Yeah. So, I mean, at the same, I, I just, I, I think that it's almost an unfair kind of comparison. I mean, it's apples and oranges. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I definitely, I definitely would say that I, I preferred just because of my own preferences, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I like the deep cuts. I like how it ties into the, to the real world. I like, uh, you know, how we got to see uh, a couple favorites from the past, how we got to get some tied, you know, you tied in some old stories with the new story. You've definitely left it open for new stories. And last but certainly not least, I, I think that uh, they did a, did a great job of introducing the new Captain America. Mm. Mm. So you talk about the new Captain America. Obviously, that's what we knew we were going into. We, we knew we were going into this transition of the mantle. Did you ever at one point think they would swerve us and go to Bucky? No. At least for a little bit? No. No, I don't think no so. but I did like the scene where he had the shield on his knee. Mm -hmm. He picked up oh, the shield yeah. when they were fighting John Walker after he had uh, <laughs> unceremoniously killed that guy. I did like yes. the, the part where Bucky had the shield and he took the glance at it. He gave it that old uh, WWE look mm -hmm. down at the belt when you pick it up to be like, ah, you know, but then he handed it back to Sam. So I was like, that was a cool moment, but yeah. uh, that was the only moment I needed. Let's just give it to the guy that we want to have it. Yeah, because we all know that in the comic book world, they've split from time to time. Mm -hmm. Who gets the mantle next? We know that they've split. And 
I knew that there was no question that Sam was going to get it, especially if you go all the way back to Erskine's sit down with Cap on the beds the day before he gets the serum. He says, you know, all these fantastic soldiers, you know, they're they're great. They've done this. They've done that. But then you are a good man, not a good soldier, but a good man. And at the end of Endgame, before he goes on his little little time travel at the end there, he says, you're a good man, Sam. And so we knew that there was no question who was getting the mantle. I just was curious. There were times where I'd be like, I think I'm not going to swerve. Surely to God not. Or at least maybe Bucky gets to use it in one whole episode or something. But, I mean, there was never a question in my mind. I was just interested if you all ever thought that they would swerve us. Well, I mean, there's always that possibility because Bucky did have a run in the comics as Mm -hmm. Cap. And obviously, if you know how that ended, who was the villain that ended it for him? Zemo. So there was that factor in there. And depending if they wanted to go like WandaVision, where you borrowed elements of House of M and Tom King's Vision and all these other stories and try to borrow a little bit that you could tie it in and maybe have that split second moment where like Bucky was Cap, but then he couldn't because Zemo, you know, said the magic word and he was Winter Soldier again, like whatever you wanted to find it as. So there's always that factor, but at the end of the day, you know that from where Endgame, Steve Rogers signed off on Sam Wilson. He mm-hmm. said, you are Captain America. Yeah. The minute that got done, he he was going to get the run no matter what, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Yeah. And that entrance of that new suit in the last damn episode. Yeah, that was oh, I was like, yeah. yes! <laughs> and yeah. just the nerd in me was like it's about damn time because they cut us off at the last, in the last episode when he opened that briefcase and right as he's are starting to open it my girlfriend's like they're not gonna let us see it in this episode you know that right credits roll i was like why would you do that <laughs> why would you put that on the universe but dude when he showed up and you just get the silhouettes at first, just him flying, no colors, no, no really recollection of what he's what he's wearing, actually, until he busts in. And you're just like, oh, my God, there's the suit. Holy hell, there it is. Yeah. I, I, I wish that there that we would start doing these these live watches for these mm-hmm. moments. Because that would have been one of those moments, kind of like the portals opening in Endgame. Right, it yeah. felt like that. Like that's how yeah. it felt for me. Yeah. To be honest, because because this was building and building, and and kudos to the show for doing it in six episodes. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. did in six weeks a, a, a beautiful, perfect job. And then I like that part. I like when he when he when he put the suit in, how. He the shield came first and hit the dude and then he caught it. That was like the hottest intro ever. Mm, like, facts. oh my goodness, yes. And it's like I said, if you had live uh, viewing, like you said, it will be like a pop. Because I remember mm. being in the theaters in game Friday night when that portals opened and that whole situation happened. Everybody was losing their mind, and I and I agree with that. If that was a live viewing, it would have been crazy. You know, if we tried doing that on here, we we just crash the feed and like everybody be screaming too much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think I think I think for me, um, I, I've got a I literally tip of the cap to Marvel for giving us some of the best costumes and suits in a non MCU film. Wanda mm-hmm. in her brand new one, 
was amazing. I mean, she looked fantastic. Sam, he looks awesome as the new Captain America. And I'm sorry, Ken, but U.S. Agent looks badass in that red and black. I mean, they... Well, he, he took that from Steve Rogers first in the comics. So Steve, well, Steve's the one okay, who made that. Okay, well, let's just... Let's just yes. It's black. But, but <laughs> yeah. it is... I mean, just the whole thing. I mean, the the costumes, the the makeup with you know the whole characters and everything. They look awesome. Um, the details to it were awesome as well. Um, so yeah, Marvel. Even is Zemo's good. duster and mask, like that trench on Zemo is fly as hell. Yes. Like yes. when he came out in the first time, I was like, I think that's what I want. Like, can I we buy Zemo's duster? Can we yeah. talk about Zemo for a second? Absolutely. Yes. I've been waiting to talk about Zemo. The dance moves that oh. just ignited Twitter and social yeah. media for a weekend. Yes. Because yes. those are Daniel dance Brawl moves. was just amazing. And this really gave him that chance to shine because they made him sympathetic. Like you were actually rooting for Zemo. Absolutely. I feel like I feel so wrong saying that. But <laughs> It, it he worked and it's like he was just oozing charisma. I was just mad we didn't have him with a sword, but I can deal with it. Yeah, maybe down the road, thunderbolts, maybe. Yes, well, that's where I not I to kind of skip going. ahead a little bit. I think we're going. I, I think we're either doing one of two things with that, and I think that with the introduction of Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, mm. we're going to get one of two stories. For the next, I don't know if the Captain America 4 movie, whatever they're working on now, but I think for the next time we see Bucky Barnes, we're going to get either Thunderbolts and it's going to be a new government team that they put together with US Agent, Zemo, Bucky, and somebody else, a couple other characters to be named later. Or is, is Batrock dead? Was he shot in the head? Yeah, she killed him. Yeah. She, she Was it a headshot? Him. Was it a headshot? She, I don't know, but she, he's dead. I think he's dead. Well, it's Marvel. Just snap somebody in the comics. comics. <laughs> you thought he was dead, but... <laughs> but he is leading the Thunderbolts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he dies like Whiplash does in the first Suicide Squad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. No, but I, I think that we're either going to see Thunderbolts, and I think that's the even money one. But I could also see them trying to tell Dark Avengers okay. with this as yeah. well, because mm-hmm. when when she made that line, we don't need a Captain America. We need a U.S. agent. I instantly thought, all right, they're going to try doing Dark Avengers. Because the Avengers, as, as far as we know, are non-existent mm-hmm. in the MCU right now. So we need some heroes to step up. So if he's supposed to be fake Cap, and maybe who else can you fill so the role? Goody, goody. Yes. <laughs> like, will we see fake Hawkeye and see Bullseye show up? Oh, God. I, I'm just I'm I'm saying the characters with, are back home now with Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home with Charlie Cox being in it. What a movie to introduce Bullseye! And you have your fake Hulk, Thaddeus Ross as yep. Red Hulk. We do have Thaddeus Ross. Haven't seen him hulked out yet, but he's been around. Put John Bernthal as Punisher on that team just for reasons. Oh, I'm. Shit. I'm... <laughs> Just put it on a Hulu because that would never make Disney Plus. Just bring, no. just bring John back as Punisher, and I'll be happy as a lark. <laughs> That's that series. Mm. 
So do you think we're going to get Madam Hydra out of her? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I do. By the way, um, I don't know if it was me or any, because, you know, my girlfriend and I, we also watch the shows together. Um, and we actually stayed up to watch it. And it, you know, it hits uh, Disney Plus at 2 a.m. here in Memphis. And we're sitting there and, you know, super tired or whatever. And when she comes into the scene and we get this, I'm over here like, oh, oh. Oh my goodness! Like, what, what, like I'm like speechless, and she was like, "What? what? Like, what?" And I was like, "See, right. I, I think, I think for those, you know, for the fans who actually follow what's going on, like, like us, like we know, we know who she could potentially be. Mm-hmm. Those who just watch it and know a little bit of knowledge, and I'm not trying to, you know, gatekeep from, oh, you don't know all this, so you shouldn't, or blah blah blah, or whatever. I, I think." it was a good nod to those actual people who follow along in the comics or follow along deeply because a lot of people did not know who Madam Hydra was. So they took Mm -hmm. that cameo as who is this? Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Malcolm Spellman literally hyped up this thing. You know, he, he didn't really pull Paul Bettany, but he kind of like, he hyped it up as much as he could because he knows who she is. He knows what she could potentially be in this whole universe, but other people are like, "Who? Like what? Like yeah. you know?" It, it was it was one of those 50-50s where I was like, "Okay, either a lot of people are going to be like mind blown, or a lot of people are going to be like, what? Like who?" No. Yeah, to answer that right there, it was it was told that she was supposed to appear first in Black Widow before. Yep happen so that's why if that would have happened before this came out then everybody would know who she was so that's why it's kind of was like that like who was this person but because of the, the delay that messed up the whole story somewhat to bring her into it so we're gonna see her again but you know right does it hurt poor black widow that he fought so hard to keep it off of disney plus in the pandemic that feige fought yeah. so hard yeah no rich so. has been Rich has been pretty like I, uh, you know, now at this point, I, I you know. yep, yeah, I mean, so, yeah. you know, like, if if it was literally post end game and that was the next thing we got and a pandemic yeah. didn't happen, sure, yeah. it'd be fantastic, it'd be great. But now it's like, you know, Feige it's like, fighting it to stay off Disney Plus during yeah. a pandemic when everybody else is doing it, HBO Max is doing it, and they're making killer bank on it. What well, you've hurt, you, I, I truly believe, and I agree with Rich, and then they've hurt it. It, it's you know yeah that's yeah, straight just, up that's a straight matinee kind of movie now if you want to go to the matinee <laughs> to watch it you know and, yeah. and they should have threw it on there earlier than what he did trying to keep it off but it's right now it's like i'm with rich it's like i'll see it when i see it this it, is what it is you know i mean then the piracy will come into play now even more so because of the situation you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah yeah they heard it heard it heard it we're not bringing it put on disney plus Unless, of course, they try doing some crazy bonus scene to make you go to theaters now. I don't think it's going to work. I, I, the, the bottom line is, is like, uh, I'm glad that I'm not nervous about going to a movie theater because if I was, then I would definitely not be paying $30 to see it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Uh, the only <laughs> way I'm going to go to see this movie, as I said before, and I'll say it again, because I'm going to go see it, but I'm just going to go to a matinee where I pay 30% less. And I, I, and I, at this point in juncture, I mean, we went to see Mortal Kombat in the theater, so I'm willing to go to see anything in a movie theater. 
but I'm not gonna, you know, it's, it's not it, this movie is not intriguing to me anymore. We've moved past this in the MCU timeline. We've we're really past this. And going back in time, unless they're gonna, unless this movie opens up some new, brand new door that none of us knew about, which I doubt, then they've kind of just killed their spot because you're now going back in time. You really are. What is it going to tie into? You know what I mean? Are you going to try to make a tie into the next wave? If you did, the shows it would have tied into, it's already too late for. The only show that it could tie into potentially would be Hawkeye. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to tie into where they go next. Because not where they're going next is already into this multiverse. Where, where Where's Black Widow fit into the multiverse? You know, yeah, this takes place like between <laughs> Civil War and Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, yeah. This is... We're, Supposed to be right after, right like after, after she's ran away from Tony at the end of Civil War and before she shows up as a blonde in Infinity War. That's when <laughs> this takes place. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're way past that now. Yeah. I mean, and we and not only are we way past it as a, a fandom, we're way past it in, in just Marvel itself. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the only movie this could really tie into and why there's a rush on it is it, it ties some way into the Eternals, which is another movie that most people aren't super stoked to see i mean After, i know you are but that's uh, because... no i'm not stoked to see this oh, yeah, I, 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 this is the biggest bomb they're gonna have in my opinion i've been saying that for a while well, after after the oscars last night 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. yeah but i mean that's what i'm saying there's no there's no there's no you know it is what it is and i mean i'm sure i'm sure it'll be a fine movie but once again i made the comment a couple weeks ago on the show and I, I'll, I'll stand by it at this point in juncture i feel like marvel just goes well what can we make them watch what will they tune into next what can we just go hey we're just going to give them things like like with shang chi i mean once again i get some people being excited about it. that's fine but can can you tell me that you're a real big fan of the shang chi comic books Mm-hmm. I'm just a fan of the Shang Chi Kung Fu action because right, I like yeah, Kung Fu. Yeah, because for me, when was the last time we saw a great Kung Fu movie in the box office, like a right. big one, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yeah, yeah, maybe Tiger after that. Easy. I mean, I mean, I don't see them usually in the movie theater because I, I like my I like my old school Hong Kong, you know, Kung Fu. Right. Fights. But my point of the matter still stands. That's that's the only reason that intrigues me. It doesn't intrigue me because it's a Marvel movie. But I mean, they're going by the fact that a whole bunch of people who don't like Kung Fu films are probably going to tune into this movie. And I think mm-hmm. the reason why is because they can just put their name on it. And I mean, time and time again, again, they've been doing these things. I mean, and, and sometimes a great success. Obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect example of that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the team that they're talking about, nobody read the comics when that was the team. No. So now we're coming into an era where they bring that team back. That team becomes important. And we all are waiting on Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is more of a testament to James Gunn than probably anything mm-hmm. but at the same time it's with ant-man ant-man was a fun throwaway character fun cute character in the comic books nothing really you know super major but they made it an entertaining family movie for the marvel universe and it worked out fine so i think that's why now they're like okay so we don't need the big names we can just keep throwing these out there and see what we can make stick and eventually to your point when you're saying you think Eternals may be the first bomb, eventually there's going to be a time where that happens. Yeah. Eventually one of these movies isn't going to stick. And I'm kind of terrified for that because when that happens, what does that mean for the rest of the good ones we want to see? Yeah. Because now you're kind of gambling with the house money. <laughs> but, <laughs> you you know? Know, but, but the question is they've already banked enough with the house money. You, you would think for the, how the franchise is like they could, they could afford to take that loss. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you a one word name. Solo. Think about how many movies and shows originally 
were stopped because of Solo. Oh, God. Disney went, as soon oh, as Solo God. bombed, according to them in the box office, which I enjoyed the movie, but still, uh, most fans of the, the series did mm-hmm. because it wasn't made for the casual fan. It was actually made for the fans. But yeah. if you think about that movie, once it bombed, that's why Obi-Wan Kenobi be- became not a movie, and then it got pushed back into it, and then it's now a series, thankfully, because yeah. thankfully The Mandalorian did amazingly. But think about it. There was a bunch of movies that they canceled and put on hold because of that movie, because they had them already ready in the canon. We would already have the first of the Taika Waititi new trilogy, mm-hmm. technically, according to their Star Wars timeline, but Solo happened. I mean, we're going back on track now, but it took us to get to the Mandalorian Mm -hmm. and the huge success that that was before they were like, okay, we're going back into the deep end. Yeah, it can happen. And once again, they banked enough money. What makes more money than Star Wars? Exactly. Like Star Wars fans. And I mean, I speak for most of us because most of us in this in this conversation are we buy a lot of dumb shit with Star Wars on it. (laughs) and we're the people that that's the reason why galaxy's edge exists because they Mm. know we'll pay $200 for a damn lightsaber. Okay. (laughs) Like, like, I'm sorry. Like I'm I'm throwing myself on the bus because I'm one of them too, obviously. Mm. So if you can't play with the house money with star Wars, what's going to, what's it going to take and be remind you solo still made $450 million on a $350 million budget. So it still made a hundred million dollars. It just didn't make what they wanted it to make. So all you have to do is take one of these big budget films, as you pointed out, well, just using Eternals, and I'm not trying to use it against you. I'm no, just no, saying I you, you pointed it out. Yeah. We'll take Eternals, which costs the same amount. And if that movie does the same, what if they get gun shy? Now, all of a sudden, the good movies that we want to see now get pushed back. See, I just think that they've already established the brand enough that they, even though this would be a quote-unquote loss and such, I think it would be something that the fans, since they're not fully invested in, it would just kind of get passed over. Like, I just think that they would just I go... Hope. Yeah, I just think they would just get going to the next one. Like, okay, because you think about like when Inhumans came out on ABC, <laughs> and that got glossed over real quick. That's why I say Black Bolt has been wiped out of everything for future reference, and I don't, I've not heard one thing about recasting for the Illuminati. Uh, but that being said, it's like Marvel knows if they get a loss like that, they just move forward, and they have so much stuff in the phases that if Eternals doesn't pan out, they're going to get wiped out of the future projects so mm-hmm. that's why i say like marvel and disney can take a risk like that and but eventually it's going to happen where there's a loss i think if you start seeing yeah. consecutive losses that would be the one thing that i think you yeah. really have to watch like for example if black widow does not do well at the box office and i don't think change, it's gonna do well yeah like i say just hypothetically saying let's say it, it doesn't it doesn't do great numbers yeah shang chi does mediocre numbers eternals does bad numbers then it's time to hit break glass. Yeah, then the future of the MCU even begins like, oh, okay. Uh, so we <laughs> do we need to resurrect and beg people who have died to come back? And yeah. Is, well, that's do we need to bring right RDJ now. back? Do we need, I mean, well, have you seen that billboard in California? They already yeah. have one trying to get him back. Yeah. And then the whole Chris Evans talk. I, that's the one thing with the MCU is like, they've connected so well with people, but it's a double-edged sword. Then, mm-hmm. There are more people in the event in the MCU than the Avengers. And just I think what will happen is if we start taking those losses, you're gonna see fast track the Fantastic Four and X-Men. Like super fast. We yeah. should have already done that. I will say this. Fortunately or unfortunately, I do I do like your philosophy on it, but fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, 
we are in COVID era, so they will use that excuse for anything. Oh, sure. Yeah. So in other words, if 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 they get negative returns on Black Widow, well, not negative, but you know what I mean, not yeah, yeah. as good as the return they wanted, and on Shang-Chi and on Eternals, thankfully for them, they're all coming out in 2021. So therefore, they can be like, eh, you know, the reason why is because the theaters and et cetera, et cetera, which I mean is good for us because in a way that means it prolongs you know, the yeah, inevitable, yeah. if you will. Uh, but I really think that they should take a, a second look at it because there is a lot of things that I'm, and I don't think it's going to go away, but I mean, I guess as a horror movie fan, I always wait for that other shoe to drop. Like horror is really good for us right now. Yeah. And you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it's going to get watered down. And then the horror movie genre is going to go back to in, in the closet somewhere. Cause that's what it happens. And then there'll be a decade where it's not so great and uh, we're not getting good movies. And then we'll have, finally I'll make a resurgence, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and Halloween 2018 helped bring it back to the mainstream. And now we're getting all these great movies. And I really always look at the world like that. We've been getting, we went from having no superhero movies or not good ones, at least to having some amazing ones. And I'm like, I don't want to give that back yet. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want that other shoe to eventually <laughs> drop. I mean, I guess it's me being pessimistic, but then I see them making the moves where you're like, you know, nobody really cares about the Eternals. Like, I'm sorry. There's no real, I mean, people who watch MCU might tune in because the MCU has got them so much trained, but like for us, comic book fans, we're like, I don't, I don't care. I just saying, she, I don't, I don't care. I've yeah, never understood I, the love affair with Eternals. I I'm yeah. sorry. Like I don't like the guardians. I kind of understood because I actually did read the Abnett landing run. So I'm like okay. one of the few people, but I was like gamble to take that team and put it on screen. Like that, I agree. That's a huge dice roll. It worked. Yeah. It worked because they got the right director for it. And he, and James Gunn takes those quirky characters and can run with it. That's why Suicide Squad is going to be one of the biggest movies of the year. I agree. So to see what they're going to do with Eternals, I don't like nobody I know has screamed, I'm an Icarus fan. Or I'm a Gilgamesh fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, seriously, I'm going to start wearing that shirt now. Yeah, like, you're going to have characters like that, and you're like, wait, who? Nah, but I think um, Shang-Chi is going to be big because across seas, they, that's going to make, they're going to make their money there because of the people in the movie, the, the main star. So this, they're going to make some serious bank. If they don't make that much bank here, it's going to be huge across seas, and that's going to be a win for Marvel. That China money is real. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to get to. Um, thank you, Dre, because Shang Chi is going to have the exact same impact. Maybe okay, maybe not the exact same, but it's going to have close impact. Black Panther. It is the cultural impact that is going to have, and Marvel knows that, so that is why it is going to skyrocket. May not be a great movie, but damn it, they're going to make their money. Like. Mm. I, th- I think Black Widow, I, I think, like you said, it is going to be one of those where it's, I'm going to watch it, but thank goodness I'm watching it now. Like, it, it, it's not at the level of New Mutants, but <laughs> if, if one more, one more delay, one more delay, it, it will, it will be there. Um, I, I, I think with Black Widow, I think a lot of people are still going to see it just because a, again, MCU, Marvel, Scarlett Johansson, that that whole, I mean, that's that is one thing right there. Second off is it has a brand new character in it that we could potentially see in the future, or two really in Taskmaster and uh Yelena. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the that it it's it's what could it set up? What could, could this potentially set up with Thunderbolts? Could there be an in-credit scene that sets it up for now? I mean, 
if we really want to go dive into rumors, Yelena was supposed to be in Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, which is why it was supposed to be first. Yeah, it was supposed yeah, yeah. to. Exactly. So a lot of that is the the thing with Eternals for me. I look at at it as I'm excited because it's something new. Granted, yeah. I am you know not that knowledgeable about that you know, about the Eternals. Um, but what I'll say about it is. I wasn't that knowledgeable about guardians. I wasn't knowledgeable that, you know, about any of these other new things and, and something new and, you know, Marvel put out guardians. Boom. It was a hit. Everybody loved it. Um, then they came out and they did, you know, Ant-Man, like you said, and that did great. And I just think it, it's, it's, it's really intriguing. I think that's the thing that they're trying to grasp people on is, you know, a lot of things have not been leaked out about that movie. Um, maybe a few set picks here and there, but like nothing that's going to be like, whoa. And I think the cast does a lot of help with the thought of it too, because that cast is loaded yeah. um, in that movie. And I mean, to me, I'm excited for it just because it's, again, it's something new. Um, I, I think that'll be a really big like visual movie. I don't think they'll do a lot. I think the, you know, when they do end up wrapping film or or whatever the case may be, I think it'll be one of those where it's stop and finish. Like it, like there's no, all right, we're going to take a break here and then come back in a few days. I think they're going to get it done in like a week or two because the rest of it's going to be all visual and all, you know, special effects and stuff like that. Um, I'm excited for it, you know, for the movie. Um, but if I were to pick one out of the three that I think will do the lowest, I think by default you have to say Black Widow. Um, I think Shang-Chi is going to introduce everyone um, into a new character and a new style that he has. I mean, he is the hands down the best mixed martial artist in the MCU, which Mm. I mean, we've seen Winter Soldier that had some great combat and this is supposed to be even better than Winter Soldier in combat. Like that, that already makes me, you know, makes me excited for it. Um, Especially if he does that shadow movie does when he got multiple bodies that he that, that that comes out that's gonna be crazy. And then I, I the one thing I will say about Shang Chi is let's take Aquafina out of it and then we'll be okay. But that that's that's beside the point. So Aquafina out of it. Yeah, I'm I'm, 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 about that I'm looking I'm forward to her. Yes, I am too. She's, she's hilarious. No, no, no. no. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Hot wow. takes. Hot takes. Wow. Hey, Ooh. hey, look, look. I can go and I can get the rest of the ECA members and we all five agree. It is, she is not, no. Can't, can't. Wow. I, I'm even going to throw this take out. What if she is the real Mandarin? Oh. I would be very disappointed. I'm going to throw that out there. I'd be very disappointed. First hot take of the night goes to JT. Woo! <laughs> I agree with JT. It's the casting. If you got a good casting, that would make your movie. Like Iron Man came out, we were like Iron Man. Like, what's this all about? And Robert got it. Robert did a great job in that because of that casting, then blew up. So it was all about casting. If you get the right people to do the right um, characters, it will work. That's how it always will be. Well, with Eternals, is it too big? 
Are those names too big? Like, we also had the running joke this past summer of, look who's joining Spider-Man 3. Look who's coming in from this multiverse. And look who's joined the cast. And look who's all elite now. So, I mean... <laughs> I mean... All elite? Oh, oh, I'm no. sorry. I got oh, I got no. the two mixed up. Sorry. Everyone was joining all, all Elite Wrestling at the same time that everybody was joining Spider-Man 3. <laughs> My bad. Well, I mean... I don't know. It's the MCU. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's anything as such a thing as too big of a name or having too many big names. That's what they do now. They just have everybody. Plus, they got fine. They got oversell Eternals anyway because for <laughs> for nobody who has any idea who these characters are. Yeah. And when you see, and if they try even following a comic run Ooh. of them, which good luck if anybody can really explain that one. You're going to need some names that people are at least going to go see. Like if you just say that these are half alien, half you know celestial celestial people. beings that have been living on the earth for you know eons nobody's gonna go like okay what's the selling point that's why like i say you're gonna hear so much tied into it it's a giant easter egg for every single mcu movie known to man like mm. you're gonna see the thanos cameo you're yeah. gonna see the word mutant somewhere you know you're gonna hear it somewhere they'll in probably movie. mention kang yeah kang will be a, making an appearance black knight will be probably introduced into the avengers Mm-hmm. And they'll kind of go from there with that. Like they're just going to tie in so much in that you have to go watch if you're an MCU fan. But other than one watch, you're going to be like, what did I pay to see? Like, I'm sorry. Like I need to see something that's going to entice me about this because I don't think this is going to be like guardians of the galaxy where you're going to win me over. I think this is going to be trying to set up like to go over the top and uh-huh. explain the importance of the Eternals. And I'm like, I don't need that much mm-hmm. substance to my comics there. And then, and then there's also, and these actors know, actors and actors, actors know, MCU right now is a guaranteed money bag. You're going to get so much publicity. You're going to make so much money behind any Marvel things right now. So they, they jumping on it quick. Like, look at Jane Foster. Um, mm-hmm. what's her, name? her name, I forgot her name. She came back. She ain't want nothing to do with this. But no, Portman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um, realized the money bag that she was going to get in this movie. And she came back. So they, they know the actors, they know, they know that. So that's what they know it's going to be a guarantee for them. So that's why they're jumping on this so um, quickly. I asked someone that I had on the show uh, a few episodes ago, Claire. Uh, she's a big MCU fan, and she was on a couple episodes ago. Do you think that reuniting Jon Snow and the oldest Stark in one movie, do you think people will immediately see that and go, oh, but screw Game of Thrones? Like, do you think a little bit of damage may be caused to Eternals because they're going to see those two and think Game of Thrones finale sucked. I don't want to watch it because now I'm heartbroken. Now I'm upset. Do you think that people see too much cast names? Like, the reason I ask that is a big, really big part of the MCU that I think has been good is some of these people have been named people, but they weren't mega stars not all of them i mean chris evans wasn't a mega star before captain america so part of mcu's draw to me and to a lot of people has been it's building names building stars like sebastian stan was in the covenant before he was bucky and i mean he was in once upon a time for a season or two or a season and a half show once upon a time so I, I just I can't get off the fact that I think it's just 
too many stars, too many mega stars in this cast. Because I mean, well, Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek. To go off your first point, I've never seen Game of Thrones, so no. Uh, I'm with really? you. I'm with what? you. I've never seen Game of Thrones either. What? <laughs> it's not my stuff. I, I'm is. not into that. Nope, I'm right there with you. It is. The bad lightsabers were all fucking good. Outside of that, <laughs> let's leave it alone. And wow. that, I'm probably the, the 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 one the least one that said I was not upset with the finale. It bothered me. I enjoyed it. But anyway. what is going on here? <laughs> is it a full moon tonight? <laughs> what? Oh my. <laughs> got hot takes all over this. Track. I think I think I, I think Dre just wanted to get in a hotter take than ours. <laughs> I wasn't offended either, Dre. Don't worry, because I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. <laughs> it was great. It was amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think honestly, um, hey, look, if if the MCU wants to bring in these stars for one-off movies, cool. But if they want to bring in a person that is up and coming to continue and they know like black knight they're having kit harrington he yes he is a big name but kit i mean you know he's going to have a longer role than i would assume angelina jolie is going to have you know i i think i think that is how they look if you go back there's an interview with emily blunt and they asked her they said or she she kind of referenced it she said i had to turn down the Sue Storm deal because I want to do other projects. Like her, she's like, in my future, I want to do more projects. So meaning she, she didn't want to make all of her time to this, um, you know, th this one line and this whole story that she's going to have to do. Whoever's going to play Sue Storm, she's going to be in there for a long time. Um, I mean. So has Emily Blunt already come out Robert and said Dan she's not doing it? I, I, from what I've heard, she's not. Um, but you, you never know. Money talks. If, if I think if a husband gets the cast head, I think she will follow. Is that I, too big a dream, though? Are we dreaming too big with Krasinski being Mr. Fantastic? Well, here's the thing with Krasinski, he could take the gamble. Emily Blunt, maybe not. And here's why because at the end of the day, Emily Blunt wants to do more movies and act in more movies. Uh, John Krasinski's got a great thing going directing, so he can be like, Okay, I can just be in these movies, I can direct whatever I want, and then mm -hmm. he doesn't have to worry about acting. Uh, that, that's just a, a, a take on that. So, I mean, she, I, I give her credit for being like, Hey, if I want to do more artsy things or whatever passion projects, because it's not the place you can't, and it's not even because like. In the past, people would be because you get uh, typecasted. It's not the, the reason. The reason is, is that once Disney owns you, they own you. Mm -hmm. they, they, they make sure that you know that you're going to be traveling and doing whatever we want you to do. When we call, you know, beckoning you to do some random show in the middle of the damn night, you're going to come and reprise your role. So you don't have time to like go, okay, well, I'm going to be in this movie. And they're going to be like, well, we have a contract that says you need to show up in the next two days to film for a week. It's, it's, it's a really crazy deal. You have to really dedicate all your time. That's why a lot of the people have a hard time doing other movies. Now, Chris Pratt has uh, somehow dodged that because, I mean, he's part of two mega franchises at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's also because Guardians, luckily enough for him, is, is, has got a lot of gaps in between. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, especially the latest one was mostly caused by James Gunn's departure. Right. And then none of them were coming back if he didn't come back. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, Big Dave was out. Uh, I do believe, yep. you know, he was leading the charge for that one. Oh, yeah. He, and everybody else was following suit. So it was it was kind of one of those situations where uh, I think that that got him lucky for doing the Jurassic, the new Jurassic Park movie as well. Or Jurassic mm-hmm. World. Sorry, I forgot. We don't call him Jurassic Park anymore. Mm-hmm. Um What's the di- and I mean, possibly uh, taking on another franchise in the future if everybody gets their dream casting as the next Indiana Jones? Oh yeah, it, 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 is is he a part of a, a a movie coming out too on one of the Netflix or Amazon? It's something he's a he's a star of, and um, it's like an action. I, I heard it before. When it comes back to me, I, I bring big, it up. Big day, big day. Batista is he's in uh, Army, Army of, of the, the Dead. Dead. Army of the yeah. Dead. Which is coming out soon, which is directed by, yes, another week after, I think. Uh, Which is, of course, directed by Zack Snyder as well. Yes. (laughs) So uh, Justice for Zack. He's making making his rounds there, Big Dave is. But, I I mean, I don't don't know. Uh, I I think going back to the original casting question, I don't think it really hurts them at this point to have whoever they want. Uh, It would more hurt, and I'm going to agree with JT here, it would more hurt the actor. Because yeah. the actor's going to have to donate the time. And I mean, I don't mean, I shouldn't say donate because obviously they're getting paid, but th- that is going to block off a big chunk of their time to be in other projects. Of course, they can be in other projects. A lot of them have, but think about it. A lot of their work slowed down to almost nothing, especially the ones that are running strong, like RDJ and Chris Evans. And as soon as they got out of the MCU, you know, we started seeing them in other things and opportunities. I mean, RDJ made time for that Sherlock Holmes stuff and, a couple other things that probably were questionable, but you know, Hey, at least he got the uh, time little. in there. Yeah. <laughs> that's also because that's also because they didn't want to pay him the money. Uh, Cause let's be honest. As soon as he cameoed in any MCU film, even if he was on the set for two days, he got a percentage of that, uh, of that, mm-hmm. that money smartest because they ever. smartest, greatest deal he ever made. I mean, they took, they were quote unquote gambling on him. So they paid him the least amount in Iron Man one and he made him pay in the long run. And, and good on him. So I think that's the only reason he was freed up to do anything. Chris Evans, on the other hand, whew. yeah, it took, I mean, he did knives out, but think about it. MCU was over. Yeah. I mean, for him, I, I think to go back to the first point, I don't think it hurts to cast as many big names as he can in this. And I don't think it's going to hurt Kit Harrington because it's the Norman Reedus effect that you're big enough as a character of a franchise. You're going to bring those fans that probably don't watch the MCU over to your your show and what are you going to be doing oh i'm swinging a sword and stabbing people with it well hello you're at game of thrones yeah. just without dragons so <laughs> you're there hey wait a minute you're assuming there's no dragons yeah that's true there could be dragons they'll probably throw it could, could be, be yeah. dragons fang yeah. fang foom could show up oh, that's don't true. tease me like <laughs> that, that. True. that would be the redeeming factor of eternals if i see fang fang foom on there <laughs> but i digress there, like, but there, it doesn't hurt to give that project as many big names as it can, and especially it doesn't hurt Game of Thrones because obviously the finale was hot garbage. I don't care what anybody says. It, oh. God, <laughs> right, Dre, Dre, I'm sorry. It, at least it wasn't Dexter bad. Dexter bad. Oh. Like hey, but they're getting level. they're getting a redo. Oh, they're getting the Dexter redo. is getting yeah, Dexter is getting a redo. Yeah, sorry, but that being said. I don't think it's going to rub people the wrong way because you saw that um, Amelia Clark just got casted in Secret Invasion. Mm. So they are bringing some of those characters over. Good stuff. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to hurt them, especially you're going to bring that fan base over to the MCU. Some are going to stick, some are going to go, but it's a high, it's a, it's a smart business move to make. 
And then as far as Emily Blunt goes, she probably is using this as a negotiation tactic, which is smart because Mm -hmm. everybody knows that she is Sue Storm. Everybody is pushing for her and Krasinski to be Reed and Sue. Mm -hmm. So she knows she has a lot of leverage and she just has to work with Disney. Like I say, she's not going to hold them up because if the mouse really wants to get you, (laughs) they're going to get you. Natalie Portman is coming back to Thor. Case in point. Emily Thor, not even Emily Blunt did um, Mary Poppins for them, right? If I'm not mistaken, that was her, right? That was Disney. She did Mary Poppins too. Yeah, that was Disney. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, she has that working relationship. She's already in Disney. And if if they say Marvel's like, okay, what do you want to do? Okay, I want to do more films. You're contracted. Like, they might cut a deal. Like, she has to work six films instead of the 10. I mean, they did it with Chris Evans, which obviously came back to haunt Chris Evans, but they have done those deals. Yeah. So if the mouse wants to get blunt, she's going to be part of the MCU. Just saying. I mean, uh, we could we could go the other way. Why 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 don't we just use who we have already? Let's double down. Let's let's put Bradley Cooper in there. Him and Lady Gaga, we could have a remake of A Star is Born. Why not? Why not? Whoa. Come on. They almost <laughs> have the same body type and setup. We're all good. And Bradley Cooper can do double duty. I need more Bradley Cooper. And I also yeah. need to hear more stories about how he can point to billboards and say that's him. Oh and Jessica God. Alba wasn't as bad as Sue. No, opinion. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a complaint about Jessica Alba either. But I'm just saying, there you go. We you, a star. If you if anybody seen a Star Is Born, come on. Tell me something. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Space. I enjoyed it. I really. I didn't enjoy it too. But my, my point of the matter is, is there's so many other options. All so right. I, I think I think right now, and I'm just saying it. Yeah, all the fanboys, we're all out here and we that's what we want, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, if you turn down Disney, they're not going to wait on you too long. It's not right, like no. it's not like negotiations with Disney is is, is a is a good uh, position to be in because they'll be like, well, we'll just create somebody. So you don't point, have created most the mouse the by the ears. He has you by the balls. Oh, the yeah, absolutely. The house of mouse is strong. And yeah. in that house, you don't you don't negotiate. Like at this point in juncture, it's like, okay, you don't want to do the movie. And then you're like, well, uh, it was really the case. I just wanted to get more money. And they're like, well, you should have just said you wanted more money. Instead, we just cast somebody who nobody knows. But guess what? They'll know him after the movie comes out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not down Aaron Morality from The Boys. That's pretty good. That's I'm good not pick. down like sneaking in that role. I like that. Uh, there's a lot of good picks out there, man. We're, we're, and I need Justin Timberlake in the, in the MCU. Man. Get him in there. Johnny Blake. I, I want to know is when we just go ahead, when can we go ahead and just announce that Marvel has hired Zack Snyder to direct the next Ghost Rider and Norman Reedus is going to be Ghost Rider? That's all I'm waiting on. When I'm they just waiting finally for... end The Walking Dead. Period. Yeah, he's trapped in there, man. They're yeah, getting he's a, he's, I, I admire his loyalty. He's a hostage. But he, like, for whatever reason, we are still going on after the show has ended. We have the Daryl and Carol series. Yeah. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because if you read the statement from AMC about a year and a half ago, they said that they don't even believe that it has hit the ha- the peak yet. They think The Walking Dead has not hit the peak yet, even despite the fact that they lost viewers, even despite everything else, they don't think it's hit its peak yet. That is what AMC thinks. But Norman should be smarter, in my opinion, about that. Well, of course he should be, but <laughs> yeah. they offered him a shit ton of money. And who turns that down? <laughs> we just turned around and talked well, about it. Well, no, that's what I said. Down. You talked to Feige. I'll come to the MCU. Like, like somewhere he can swoop in. Listen, Zack Snyder, I, I will say this. Zack Snyder will direct a MCU movie probably within the next couple of years. Punisher. 
I, I don't, I'm not going to say which movie because yeah. I don't know yet, but he will. And the reason being is because I'm sure that they're like, hey, you got an axe to grind? We got a grinder. <laughs> and that's it. That's that's pretty much you. Basically, they're going to get back at uh, DC for the James Gunn stuff. They're going to they're going to oh. lay out a roadmap, just like this giant roadmap. <laughs> they're going to say they're going to say, you see what we have. You pick. We'll let you. Yeah, we'll let pretty you much. Absolutely. Whatever you want. I mean, there'll be a couple things that they're going to be like, yeah, you can't do. Wolverine. Let's be honest. There's a couple things that they're going to be like, this is for somebody else. But mm-hmm. other than that, they're going to say whatever you want. Just just have at it. I mean, I would have guessed the perfect the perfect opportunity for him. But obviously, they, they obviously had somebody else would be Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, if they were doing Moon Knight as a movie, that would be the perfect Zack Snyder film. Because mm-hmm. that's the kind of character he could make you know a billion dollars off of. mm-hmm. but they're doing a show instead which i'm i'm a f- big moon knight fan now that's also a, a contention even though i'm a big moon knight fan i do realize that that is not an a player in the comic books <laughs> so but it's a good character i like yeah. it it's I like the casting. I, I'm, I'm excited for moon knight but what about cap four what is cap four gonna be i mean is it gonna be serpent society it's a big friend let me um also mention ask a question how y'all feel about Sharon Carter being the bringing up coming to be the power broker. I think that was, I mean, I we saw it, it coming. Was, I thought it was I an think, easy way out. Yeah. Uh, I kind of dig it. I mean, we, we just not a swerve because we saw it coming, but it, I, it's kind of, let's add some more stuff to a character. Why not? I think I she's, think working she's for the reason. Oh, she's definitely working for somebody. Yeah. I mean, she's I think... on the phone with somebody. So she's working for somebody. She will not be the head villain of Captain America for. She will be the, it's like, I, I always uh, say the SVU thing. I always say this is she's the person, like if you were watching law and order, they take you, she's just going to be the person who takes you to the real criminal. Mm. That's to, who she's going to be. I wonder if she's going to be the one setting up armor wars. I saw that. That should be a good idea. I think she'll JVD, be I think it was JVD who tweeted that. Yeah, out. I think he it was said, JVD can we all just agree that she's probably who leads us into armor wars? And I was like, Oh hell yeah. I'm for that. I'm down yeah, for I'm, that. I'm game. If they would have shown like her walking down the steps and she's on the phone and like a little bit of her skin like changed or something, I would have been like secret invasions called it. But they didn't do that and they didn't show that she was a scroll. It, it it almost leads me to, you know, to think Armor Wars has to be has to be in there. So just like the movies led to the Avengers, right? Are the shows going to lead to Secret Invasion? Like a sub it could be. universe oh, of I its think, own, and I I think so. But I think also when it comes to Sharon Carter, uh, you know, we know the Turtles going to bring the mutants in. But how she ended in this last episode, she she got opened into a lot of different um files, so they could sneak in a little mutant talk with whatever they're doing with that character and whatever with Captain America for you know all that they could sneak that in. Um, but it, I think it's it, I think this will lead to secret evasion. I think so. But only well, I mean, she that. was hanging out in Madripoor, which, if you don't know, mm-hmm. is a very popular hiding spot for one Weapon X himself, Wolverine. So, we I mean, have that in there, yeah, we should have just got a little snap of that. Uh, well, we gotta also go back and uh, remember if you go back to the comics, uh, Sharon, Sharon Carter heel turns are, are normal. I mean, she was in on brainwashed into. 
the uh, the assassination of Captain America. Facts. So it's not like that they could just because they didn't use her to kill Captain America because they didn't kill Captain America. They could always be using, or unless they're trying to kill off Anthony Mackie, which would be oh. not, not something I want to see. Oh, that would. Uh, they could yeah. be. They could be instead of instead of killing Captain America, they could be brainwashing her into working for whoever. I'm not saying they're going the Doctor Faustus route that they did in yeah, the, yeah, right. in the in, in the comic books. But it could be another character that's brainwashed her into being his servant, his liege, whatever. Doctor so Jim. you could end up with that. That's a hell of a take. The senator, senator, senator. If Cap 4 is Serpent Society, what do you have to do between now and then? I feel like you have a lot to do if it's Serpent Society. Well, I think what you're, if you're going to have Serpent Society be involved, you have to have them start showing up slowly but surely, no pun intended, in other shows, like on Disney+. Plus, Like just quick cameos just to establish who they are. I don't necessarily know it, how they're going to do this on the screen. I, I really don't. But I trust the mouse that they know what they're going to do. But I think that now they had so many... Easter eggs coming out of this show, which Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers, whatever they're going to do there. We also remember we saw um, Isaiah Bradley's nephew, who we know from the comics is also in Young becomes, Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his, his grandson, his grandson, or grandson. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah, his grandson becomes in the Young Avengers that next cap. Yeah, and I, so think they're was, gonna... I think that was so funny right there. How he was trying to intimidate um, <laughs> Sam. It was like, okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> You're not scared. <laughs> Look, look, I, I said I said this on our show last week. They did that man so bad because he he had t- he intimidated Sam and be like, all right, yeah, I'll be in the back. And then they and then the camera pans and that man missed a, a jumper. He airballed a jump shot. Yes. Like you couldn't he couldn't say, all right, let's do that again. <laughs> let's run it back. I gotta hit this shot. Like, no, you Dude just did like a spin move and then threw up just a random shot and airballed it. Like, nah, it, it's I don't know. But all jokes aside, I'm I'm I think I think they did a really good job with Eli because they didn't hint at him becoming Patriot, mm. but we know he is. Like, like you know, we we know that somewhere down the line, up until the next, you know, the Young Avengers movie. Um, He's going to be Patriot. He's something's going to happen. Something's going to, you know, make him see that, you know, that he can be this person or this superhero. Um, so they did a really good job at just saying, hey, here's this character. You might want to keep an eye out on him, but he's not really going to have a big major role in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really wish we got to see just flashbacks of Isaiah in like yeah. combat. That would have been. That would have been hands down the best ever. Like, like maybe maybe film it in black and white, and then like have Marvel's really good at doing this. They actually had it in the show um, where in the first Captain America, a lady was taking a snapshot of Cap holding the like the um, the taxi uh, mm-hmm. door, and she took a picture of that, and that picture was flip. You know, it was flipped. And because on the in the movie we saw her taking the picture, but in the show we saw the flip side of what that picture came out to look like with him holding the door. You could have done something like that and had Isaiah in the background or 
you know, kind of walking around and seeing Steve or, you know, having some interaction with them. I don't know if that ever would have occurred, but that would have been really cool to see. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see what they go with next. Um, you know, either young, I mean, obviously they've got the young Avengers coming up with the introduction of Eli. Um, Kate Bishop's already introduced wicked and speed. Um, they're here. Um, who else am I? iron lad. Yes. Uh, Riri Williams. Um, America she, Chavez. Yeah. America Chavez. Um, Miss Marvel. You can throw her in, in, in there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Cassie Lang as stature um so they're setting it up it's just how long how far away do we have to wait until they all come together and and team up is it going to be another 10 years like we had in (laughs) in i mean with the tv shows with the tv shows it helps because you can now introduce you can speed stuff up a little bit yeah yeah i don't i don't think it'll be the full 10 years like we got or is young avengers what we build towards on Disney show Disney Plus shows. Not well, really makes more sense, yeah. Not really big screen, but our small big screen. Yeah. That 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 could work. Yeah. I mean I could see that. I I just would if that's the case, then I would like to see, you know, a Moon Knight movie. I I don't think I think Moon Knight would be a movie tier. Mm-hmm. Um She Hulk is very it, it wavers from time to time. I think I think She Hulk could potentially show up elsewhere. Um, who else? Who? What else? <laughs> Hawkeye. I, I think that's a passing of the mantle. I don't. I don't yeah. think. Um, I, I think, think Renner's done after this. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. As well. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I, I think so as well. Um, and then, I mean, really, the last OG Avenger we have is Hulk. Um, what are you going to do with him? Well, and Thor. Okay, and Thor. But Thor's like, I mean, Thor's here and there. And if they go the route that they go in yeah, the Spider-Man, comics. Where... Spider-Man too. Spider-Man's Avenger. You know, he was, he was um, nominated. He was um, made Avenger in, in, in Endgame. No, no, Infinity War. So, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you could, you, you could say that, you know, I know Chris Evans said, I want to be Thor for as long as I live or whatever. But at some point, and I'm thinking in Thor 4, if, again, if they go like the comics, Jane's going to get sick. I don't think they'll use cancer because that's a very hard-hitting thing. Um, but she's going to get some illness, and Thor's going to be like, oh, shit, the only way for me to heal you and make you better is I have to give you my powers. And then, boom, that's how she becomes the new Thor. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited for the future, though. So, with... Falcon and Winter Soldier wrapping up. Do you see a season two? Yes. And yep. what does yep. Falcon and Winter Soldier season two, or Captain America and Winter Soldier season two, what does that entail? We're kicking the sh- uh, out of John Walker. John Walker. <laughs> <laughs> no. What? Uh, <laughs> I mean, no. In all seriousness, it's going to build more into them taking on whatever team Valentina is putting together. That's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. That's going to be Bucky still dealing with his past that now he's mm-hmm. basically cleaned his slate and mm-hmm. his story. I don't want to say is wide open, but a lot of the baggage is gone. 
So yeah. now he has a fresh take on the world. He's not going to say he's going to be, you know, Peter Parker snapping his fingers and dancing down the street like Spider-Man 3 in one of the worst scenes ever. But he's going to be a, a happier uh, Winter Soldier, yeah. but he's also going to be still Bucky Barnes doing Bucky Barnes things. Yeah. And then it just depends if he's going to be paired with Sam Wilson or Agent Torres. Yep. Ah. Oh, Agent Torres, yeah. Because Torres can become the next Falcon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He has all, I mean, he has the wings. He has the, yeah. He, he kind of, that, that partnership kind of remind me of when Sam and Steve first were introduced. A lot of, a lot of Sam yeah. being like, you know, or Cat being, you know, talking to him and then Torres doing the same thing. So, um, I, you could even throw Torres in the Young Avengers, honestly. Um, <laughs> I was a little shocked at the death of Battlestar. I yeah, I thought that, that Battlestar would yeah. be one of those characters that kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, John's kind of losing his mind. And, you know, these guys really aren't bad guys. And what we're doing is, you know, uh, iffy. And I, I thought that Battlestar would... would First off, last longer, <laughs> and second off, have a different character arc you know, than he did. The, the thing about him is, I thought he got killed in the comics too. Like it, it's weird how they do the set of uh, different because I mean the Flag Smashers were never a group in the comics. It, it was, was a always guy. it was a guy. Yeah, and he worked for Ultimatum, which eighties. Leave it there. <laughs> uh, so the group he faced was the Watchdogs, who you know from the Avengers video game. Yes. And they, I thought, wound up killing uh, Battlestar in the comics, along with the Red Skull was still around at that point, too. So I thought he was already taken off the board. So I I wasn't I wasn't too surprised by that. I mean, I think what shocked me was I didn't think that we'd see. I knew that it was going to be fast and loud and hard hitting action because this is Winter Soldier. This is Captain America. This is you know, that type of movie and that type of the MCU. What I didn't see coming was a death like that, but we did need something to send John Walker mm-hmm. over the abyss. We yeah. needed him to, because like when he's going through that and, and kudos to Wyatt Russell for, for performing that before the warehouse fight, before that epic ass, fantastically choreographed warehouse fight where they get the shield back um where he like he's kneeled down and he's getting flash flashes of of battlestar and uh, and their friendship and then he's just like all right time to go to work as he used to say all the time time to go to work time to go to work and then we get this epic fight in the warehouse um beautifully choreographed that broke his arm which i'm sure you loved ken I watched it a couple of times. Not gonna lie. <laughs> rewind, <laughs> rewind. Play. Yeah, I was like, oh, I think I missed this. Oh, let me take another watch. No, I mean, but with that, you had they did a good job about trying to at least explain his, you know, why he's doing what he's doing. And like I say, I've never been a fan of the character. I know in the comics that the Watchdogs killed his family, and that's what made him snap. Mm-hmm. So he needed something to push him over the edge. So they took the Battlestar route with this one. And they tried making him endearing in that sense that you understood his methods. He's still a jerk of a character. And I'm just waiting to see where they go from here. If they go the comics route, where they go full brainwash and, you know, we're going to get weird with him. Yeah. I mean, unlike Ken, I'll have, I I mean, U.S. Asian is, I'm not that upset with U.S. Asian, 
to a certain extent, but I did enjoy the Dermalogy beating his behind. That was the best. I watched that that whole scene like oh yeah. 50 times. That was the best thing. Whenever ever. Sam looks at Bucky and he's like, Buck, we need to do something. And Buck just looks at him and goes, looking strong, John. <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, just cheering him on. Just like, you got this big guy. That was fantastic. And then um, one of the Dermalogy pulled the James Harden when she picked up the shield, looked at him. <laughs> and walked away. I was like, <laughs> that James Harden on me when he's crossed the guy over and did that, that shot. I was That was the best. That was the best. We yeah, need, I do you I'm, believe I'm, we need a Dora Milaje Disney Plus show now. We can get that in the Wakandan um Disney Plus show we're getting. That that yeah. that that would be I mean that would basically be what it is. Well, not exactly what it is, but close to it. I mean, I don't think the I mean even though they're badass, I, I just don't see them what really would that show <laughs> be about? Like I don't get me wrong. Like, do they eat breakfast? Do they use the restroom? Like, what <laughs> like, is it like to be a Dora Milaje? It's one of those where it's like, what, what exactly could you, could you? I mean, you could make a show about them defending Wakanda, but I, that's it. Like, I, I just, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're cool, but at this point, the one, the one, the two things that Marvel have going against them is a, how are they going to top their best thing? Because everything is their best thing going on right now, like. When WandaVision ended, I was like, yo, Falcon Winter Soldier, how are you going to top that? And then Falcon Winter Soldier did that. I was like, yo, how's going to, what's going to top that? Like, Lovely. it's just everything is, everything is at its peak. And it's like, what's going to come next? And is it going to be up to that standard? The second thing is now everything is, should it get this? Should it get a show? Should it get a movie? Like, once they introduced and said the MCU is coming to TV, like, format everybody was like this person needs to get this this person needs to get this this person like i i I don't know i I think i do think it's funny that you know you know we saw i i think i mean going around where it was like give zemo his own disney plus show and then i i was reading the comments and it was like someone was like what would it be about and it was like just him dancing in the dance room and i was like jesus like yes that'd be hilarious but also like let's 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 reel it back a little bit just him what, stuck by, on by the way, raft. Big up to the out to, to the Alfred, his Alfred with that whole oh. blowing up. That was big up to him. I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> I was like, when that truck exploded, I went, well, what the hell did that? And then he's <laughs> yeah, just standing there, sitting in the car, and I was like, oh, look at you. That is a long play. That's Fantastic. the long game right there. <laughs> always had, always having the last laugh for sure. Yes. And him just sitting on the raft watching the news, just just a little smirk, just kind of like, huh, that a baby. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> Slip my music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so needless to say, we thoroughly enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier. Before we take a quick break and talk about the future of the MCU on Disney+, Plus, final thoughts. Rich, final thoughts of Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's amazing. And uh, John Walker for life. <laughs> then I have to follow up. Ken M. I'm sorry. My feet, my headphones went out. I didn't hear anything. Oh, Rich don't said. worry. John Walker whoa, for life. Whoa, it's so <laughs> staticky. So staticky. No, I, this show was the one I had circled on my calendar for everything coming out Disney Plus this year. It lived up to the expectations. Being a longtime Captain America reader, 
I was very intrigued to see how they're going to do the story of the worst Captain America known to man, known as John Walker. And they did it well because Wyatt Russell carried him. That being said, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie did an amazing job. Sam Wilson is Captain America. No ifs, ands, or buts. I don't want to hear anybody question that because he is Cap. And I don't care that the internet was saying, oh, he can't fight. He was training with Steve Rogers. He hangs out with Bucky Barnes. Trust me. Next time we see Cap, he'll be whipping somebody's tail like nobody's business because he will be throwing hands like he, you name who. That The show had everything. It tied in Daniel Brule, made Zemo a sympathetic character. How? But they did it with dance moves and charm. It mm-hmm. works. And Sharon Carter, we'll have to see how it plays out. And Julie Louise Dreyfus's Contessa is open the doors for a lot of possibilities, but this is a home run across the board. Dre Driven, final thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier. It delivered, and it was delivered in a short episode, like six episodes. They did a really good job. Um, Sam, like I said, Sam, he he he, he was what on the run with the cat. I mean, he killed the uh, 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 alien in Endgame, and he's a a, a, a human being. Um, it delivered to every aspect. I didn't never doubt that it was gonna live up to the hype. Um, after WandaVision, it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Everybody did an outstanding job. Um, the story was action, but also real world mix in one, you know, all together. So it was really good. So all in all, um, I enjoyed it. And I'm not that upset with U.S. Asian. Um, Ken, I'm sorry. You're on your own with this. <laughs> I think he's on his own. <laughs> JT. Yeah, I um, it was very satisfying. Um, I I loved every bit of it. <laughs> Ken's hiding his Um, I, I'm very very satisfied. I loved it. Loved all six episodes. Um, I think they did a really good job at, um, you know, introducing new characters and furthering new furthering old character stories. Um, you know, introducing a new cap, um, cleaning up Bucky's past. Uh, Sharon Carter is some mystery evil person, we think. Um, you know, Madam Hydra is in there. Um, U.S. agents in there. Taurus could be, a finch, you know, hopefully the next Falcon. So a lot of a lot of new things to come from it. Um, and hopefully there is a season two. Mm. Agreed. Well, gentlemen, awesome conversation. We're going to take a quick break. Step away for a few seconds, then we'll come back with more MCU conversation when 30 and Nerdy Podcast returns. Hey guys, my name is JT. What's up everyone, I'm Darren. Hey, what's up guys, I'm Josh. Hey guys, I'm Christian. Hey, what's up y'all, this is Dominic and we're the East Coast Avengers. We're a group of five friends who get together weekly and talk about everything that's going on in the nerd universe. Whether you're a fan of Marvel, DC, Star Wars, video games, comics, or anything else nerdy that you can think of, we're the podcast for you. You can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or whatever streaming platform you use to listen to your favorite podcasts on. You can also catch us on our YouTube channel where we release tons of content such as vlogs, unboxings, TV and movie recaps, and trailer reactions. So if those things sound good to you, then check out the East Coast Avengers podcast. We hope you enjoy. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast. 
Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoGuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info, and parlay points are a companion block section of the show. Thanks for listening to the ODPH. Now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome back, nerds. We have convened the council, and we just had fantastic conversation about Falcon Winter Soldier. Now let's move forward down the timeline. Up next, we've got Loki, June 11th. Loki is going to drop on Disney+. Plus. Of course, it's going to be episodic week in and week out, probably on Friday as well. Uh, they seem to be doing pretty well with these Friday releases. Uh, they have a lot of people staying up late at night. don't know how. Some people are doing it, and some people like you crazy cats who are getting up extremely early before work and watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee's um, strong, man. Coffee's yeah. strong. <laughs> Got that triple shot espresso going on. <laughs> Got that Colombian Colombian brand on there. I'm just saying. Uh, so, Loki, what are we going to get out of Loki? I mean, we've we've seen that it's time cops. It's it's oh, it's wow. It's Owen Wilson's in it, <laughs> and then just wow, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's going to be great already because Hiddleston, obviously, because people would not like Loki so much if it wasn't for Hiddleston, mm-hmm. in my opinion. He made Loki so fun in just his performance and i'm not gonna lie i kind of agree with some people who think he could they're a part of me that thinks he could be a young bond but then i'm like no he couldn't be james bond because james bond isn't young and debonair as tom hiddleston is young and debonair um but what what are you most looking forward to as the as the panel let's start with you rich what are we looking forward to with loki I mean, I'm just a big fan. Uh, I think it's going to be, uh, I think overall, I think it's going to be one of those situations again where we're going to get something different. We're going to get a different different look. Uh, we, we've gotten the uh, supernatural whodunit, if you will, with WandaVision. We've gotten the normal action-packed MCU release with, with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think this is going to be a little bit, this is going to be the first one that they do this straight. You're going to get a lot of comedy because that's what you get with Tom Hiddleston anyways is Loki. So it's going to be really funny, and I and also we have Owen Wilson to so obviously that that's what they're going for. But I think this is going to be a different kind of story. I think that you know, it's one of those situations where you're you're going to get to fill in the blanks. You know, mm-hmm. once again, the uh, Loki cheats death mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, due to circumstance, and obviously they're trying to correct that timeline. And you think he's going to let them correct that timeline? No. Absolutely not. So the hijinks will ensue. So I basically think this is going to be kind of, for lack of a better term, this is going to be like Benny Hill with action. We're just going to get them chasing Loki <laughs> and Loki going, yeah, I'll come with you. Never mind. Yeah. Change my mind and walk away. It's, it's going to be, I think that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There will be action scenes and uh, we'll probably get a, if, if they stick to the logic that they've done, we're going to a lot of uh, mixed up things in, involved where we can see some spinoff things to go to the other shows and the movies in the future. So I'm actually super excited to see where they take it. Cause like I said, everything seems to be a new adventure ride. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ken? Uh, for me, uh, this is the MCU's version of Doctor Who. That's why I think it's going to be spot on. Like, I just think that they're going to tie in so many elements from that uh, with the humor, the drama, Hiddleston. I mean, if they put a TARDIS in this thing, I'm just going to start laughing hysterically. But I, that's all I'm it's really expecting. It's got to be expecting. in one episode. Oh, it's got to be. I, I'm fully thinking you're going to see like, Or there'll the be a line making a joke about it. Yeah. I'm going to see about Photoshopping one and put it online. Uh, but this is what I'm looking for. I mean, I think this one is not going to be as talked about by everybody socially because WandaVision came out the right time because it was the first new product we had from the MCU in the pandemic era. And now we have Falcon and Winter Soldier. So this is going to be kind of a little lull right now. And I think Loki is going to be the sleeper hit of the, sh- the whole group here. JJ? Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I agree with everything um, that y'all said. I also think that this is a very subtle way that they're going to uh, tie in some loot, like tie up some loose ends that they've had in the MCU. Um, questions that haven't been answered or, um, you know, things that people are like, well, how did this happen? Or why did this happen? Or yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, the big thing with Endgame was how the hell does time travel work? Well, I feel like this is their their way of saying, let me show you how it works type situation, um, mm-hmm. especially with the TVA and them bringing slash introducing Kang into it. Um, it it's just it, it's going to be a confusing <laughs> show, uh, to say the least. But I think it'll I, I think a lot of people will be as hyped as they are at the beginning throughout the entire thing. Like I, I, I truly think that there's not going to be a moment where it stalls. Um, how, how many, how many episodes do we know? Is it, is it, Ten I don't, I don't know. If or we, nine? I thought it was eight. Is it eight? Somewhere, somewhere so. in between the five and 10 range. Um, yeah. uh, so regardless, I'm, I'm excited. Um, definitely interested for sure. But, um, I, I think, I think WandaVision coming out first and then Falcon Winter Soldier has two different, you know, aspects to it. And then we're introducing time travel. So it's, it's going to be a whole new ball game, which is always exciting. Dre, what do you look forward to? Well, I'm going to kind of age myself, but cause I'm not that old, but I, I feel like it's going to be an, a kind of quantum quantum leap in this kind of aspect of the show. Um, Good call. I love Quantum Leap. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a, a, another, like, that, back to a futurist. Um, it's going to be a joy ride. I think it's going to be a lot of... Um, and then I think it's going to be huge because it's Tom Hiddleston. And Loki is, like, one of the... He became the the, the least light character that everybody loves. Like, I have my aunts. They love him to death. They love Tom Hiddleston. So, I think... Um, this show is gonna it's gonna deliver it. Oh, Wilson is gonna be hilarious. Which Tyler, you sound just like him when you just said that. They did that little remark. That was funny. I'm impressed. I was laughing at. <laughs> um, I think it's gonna it's gonna open up a lot of doors for Kane, um, Fantastic Four, Ant Man, and everything else. And they already got a season two already already um, greenlit. So I, I'm looking forward to it, and I think it's gonna be. It's gonna be the sleeper hit of these first three um, TV shows that's coming out on Disney Plus. Do we get a a a possible Easter egg to the Council of Kings? 
in this show? Maybe. Ooh. We're going to go that deep in season one of Loki. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, it's going to be so deep that we're... <laughs> um, if I, they, may, they may wait to do that in, you know, in the second season. Um, because I, I see... I know they're all excited for introducing or furthering Kang's story in Quantumania with mm-hmm. Ant-Man 3. So I don't really know if Kang's going to be all that important in this show or not. Like, I, I, I just feel like, I just feel like they are going to talk about him, but not introduce him or not. Kind of like, the- this is the guy you don't, you listen, you're going to piss the boss off. Yeah, you're gonna piss the boss off. Like we don't want to piss the boss off. When he comes down, it's really gonna be bad. So you just you gotta stop. Like he's, mm-hmm. you know, like, do we need to send you to the boss's office? Like that threat. Yeah, that we get the payoff later down the road with uh, Ant Man three wrestle uh, Quantum Mania. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, it, what if they pull a power broker and? It becomes Owen Wilson as Kang. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! You know, like, like he's Rick like the, marking the human out embodiment. over here. Let's do it. Why not? Like he's you the have, human. You have you have Owen Wilson sitting there talking, and then all of a sudden they're just like, you know, he's like, yeah, like like you said, hey, we 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 can't piss him off. He's gonna come down. He's gonna, get, and then at the very end, he's gonna be, or even in Quantum Mania. You're gonna see Owen Wilson walk in. He's gonna be talking to, um, uh, to like Scott Lang or something. And he's gonna be like, "Huh, your last name sounds very familiar." It's kind of like Kang. And then he's gonna be like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> and like you just rip this suit that is Owen Wilson that he's been wearing the entire time. Just slowly start peeling it off, or he just transforms and he's Kang the Conqueror. And he's like, "I've been." here for a little while actually and you all are just you just you've pushed me to the brink i can't take it anymore it's like undercover bosses that tv show yeah (laughs) like guys i've got i've got to tell you something we can you all meet us in here (laughs) kang's literally been the undercover boss as owen wilson the entire time (laughs) wow (laughs) like the camera pans over and and Loki's like, what? <laughs> oh God! Hey, I'm just saying, if that happens, you hear you heard it here. First. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> you heard it here first. So, obviously, we're very excited for that. What what spawns out of it is does that lead us into more of Ant Man or more of Eternals? Are we going to go more into that? quantum realm or are they going to be like actually it's a bigger thing there's a bigger picture here and there's these people called the eternals and no, are they going to get involved i think i think it's going to lead to um quantum um ant-man more so um because as as of now the eternals we don't know nothing about eternals they been around but we've never seen them we never realized them but i think it's going to lead to more so ant-man than the eternals that's my opinion mm-hmm. i agree yeah. Mm-hmm. So do we do we get? I know that they've already greenlit a second season, but do we get more Loki after these? We get more Loki, but not Tom Hilson. 
You think we're gonna, we're gonna get Lady Loki or yep. Lady Loki? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's what I think they're gonna do. I don't know who yet who's gonna play. It'd be hard to see him go. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, if you're gonna be doing time travel and with Loki, especially Young Avengers in the mix, mm-hmm. they're gonna do something for that. Yeah, and, and I think and I think they gotta keep this with this series because in the MCU universe, Loki's dead, so they can't bring him. They bring him back when they snap their body back. He was already gone. So I think they're going to have to leave it in this kind of TV series dimension, um, alternate universe kind of thing, because he can't really bring him back. He got his neck snapped. So um, <laughs> that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, no more resurrections. I think I think this, this phase of the MCU is doing a really good job at keeping the legacy of the Avengers alive. So mm-hmm. let's start off with Cap who is now Falcon, um, still called Captain America. Um, Hawkeye, you're getting Kate Bishop, which essentially is a Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Iron Man, you'll you'll eventually get Riri Iron Williams, Heart. Ironheart. Um, Thor, you're going to get Jane Foster. Mm-hmm. Black Widow, you're going to get Yelena. Um, you can even say that Loki is going to be replaced by Lady Loki. So mm-hmm. we're getting new... She-Hulk. Ad- yeah, She-Hulk. So you're getting new adaptations of the same old characters, which feels new and also feels nostalgic at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's a, it, this, this phase is pretty much an introduction slash re, like reintroduction and an introduction at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really excited about it. If they bring Lady Loki in and they keep her, which... I don't understand why people think that that was Black Widow in the trailer. That doesn't make any sense. It was just the planet they were on. They thought it was uh, where the Soul Stone was. I thought it was yeah. Vormir. I see. I, I that I that thing that thought never went into my head. I was like, oh, same here. Like I, I just immediately was like, oh, Lady Loki. Like that's simple, right? And then everybody was like, oh my gosh, Marvel, you're breaking my heart. Don't don't bring you know black widow back and i was like what name a reason why they would like give me that it just doesn't make any sense like i i just don't see them doing that so so after loki we're obviously getting hawkeye which we've already discussed it's a passing of the mantle uh there's not really any knowledge for sure of brenner's contract after this show we do know that technically, even at, before it's even been released, Hawkeye is getting a spinoff show, and it's about Echo. Yeah, and, kind of a little interesting what they're yeah, doing it's there. Like, but... Wow, it's not even come out yet, and we're already spinning off Hawkeye into Echo. So that was intriguing. So I would imagine this is a passing of the mantle. Uh, I, I, I would imagine that Renner is done after this. And that this is the new Hawkeye, which I love Kate Bishop. I love that storyline. Uh, I, I love her in the game since they brought her into the Avengers game. I think it, it brought that story brought so much more excitement to the Avengers game. Um, mm-hmm. And our character's just badass to play with. Um, so what are we going to get out of Hawkeye that's going to push us into the next echelon? What is Hawkeye? getting us towards aside from the young Avengers. We're in the Matt Fraction run. That's all I care about. Matt Fractions. Yeah. 
Like we're getting that that crazy story, and it's just gonna push more towards Young Avengers. I mean, that's the whole setup for it. It's gonna be getting over Kate Bishop. That's mm-hmm. literally the whole point of this. And then I think also I feel like I mean I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know what's gonna happen, but also like when it comes to the villains, kind of lower lower level villains, some so to speak, because of again, what's again, you know, Marvel owns everything now. You know, Luke Cage. You know, um, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. So being a low-level criminals that's going to be in this, that will fit for the defenders and then the fitting. So I think that's going to also, like I said, work with Kate Bishop mm-hmm. coming to the Avengers, but Young Avengers, but also you could bring Daredevil in them in there because now they're not like these these bad guys, not like universal, you know, they're low-level. And they could bring that in since they own everything. So I think that's one of the big that, three. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Hawkeye would be a, a good way to transition into the possibility of more defenders coming to Disney Plus. Um, I wouldn't hate it. I, I am obviously we thoroughly enjoyed Charlie Cox's Daredevil. Punisher was fantastic, but like we said, that's not going on Disney Plus. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, more of a Hulu. Um, I, I, I watched one season of Jessica Jones. Um, but other, I mean, other than that, I, you know, I wouldn't hate seeing the Defenders down the road on on Disney Plus. Um, maybe even an Agents of Sword show pop up with with Wu um, and Darcy. I, I kind of feel like seeing enough of that after WandaVision. I was like, you know what? I would kind of like that <laughs> Agents yeah. of Sword show. Let's do that. Like, I'm not gonna like clamor for it, but I wouldn't hate it. I really wouldn't. Right. So um, I, I I think that Hawkeye's just it's ex- I'm I'm happy for it and excited for Kate Bishop, but I, I have a lot of questions of of what we can what we're going to see transpire. My my first thought when I heard this was okay, this makes this show better. But when they announced that Yelena Belova was going to be in the show, I was like, oh, we're bringing her in. Okay, um, let's see what it sets up now. Because I, I'm, I'm, I was in the same boat. I was like, Hawkeye, like the only thing that's keeping me afloat is Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think if it was, if it, if it was just Renner, I probably would watch it. Obviously, I would because I, I enjoy Marvel and I like the shows. But nothing would. It wouldn't be one of those where I have to watch every Friday. It would be like, oh, I, I guess I'll tune in on Tuesday or, um, you know, the day that we record our podcast. Yeah, let me let me tune in so we can talk about it. But like WandaVision and, and Falcon Winter Soldier, I was every Friday, boom, right there. Mm-hmm. This show, I'm still going to watch it on Fridays, but maybe not until the evening. <laughs> maybe Maybe yeah. not until Saturday morning. Like, I just... They need they need to do some more some more uh, you know promotion of the show to to get me to that level. Mm. Ken, you gonna you gonna be up early to watch this one? <laughs> yeah, probably just because that's how my work schedule is, and I get too many people DMing questions by the time I walk in the door or work. Like there enough, is there are not enough people listening to the embargo law. Yeah, they not on social media. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's gotten I said, from I said, I said, WandaVision I said, I said, to Falcon and Winter Soldier, it got better. 
Yeah, he got better, did. but but certain it's sites, which I'm not going to give the quick bait for, like literally had the Sam Wilson costume up yeah, before yeah, I yeah. even got a chance to watch. But luckily, yeah. I missed that. Yeah. But it was like that's why I just tell people, and then even when I get DMs or like somebody's trying to tag me a post, I got deleted. I'm like, listen, 72 hours. Give people time to watch. Don't get it ruined for yourself. Yeah, it'll be that much better. And then mm-hmm. talk about it all day on Monday. Like seriously. Well, the 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 one even before these websites or even these things are the toy companies. Like, yeah, Hasbro Hasbro is really screwing the pooch on these. I mean, they they already spoiled. I know we're going away from Marvel, but they spoiled Mechagodzilla being in Godzilla versus, versus Kong. Um, they put out the Shang Chi action figures, the Legends, before they were even on street date. Mm-hmm. You know, with these reveals now, granted, I know that leaks aren't really leaks because they want to promote them and stuff and stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me that they didn't leak the Shang-Chi, you know, pops when the trailer came out a week later. No, they're they're all trying to make their money about like the, the sad thing is people want to gravitate towards it because everyone wants to get it exclusive. And I get it. Being a collector, you want to grab everything as quick as you can. But at the same time, you ruin the surprises of the movies and the big moments and all those fun things that we appreciate as fans that you mm-hmm. really have to bob and weave to not get spoiled for you. And it's very tough because if you want to try supporting a product, supporting a brand, supporting a company, you got to be real choosy on what you're looking at to, to do your business with. And it's, it's not fair to be a fan but it is the state of the world we live in. And that's why I say, you just got to kind of do that example and do the best you can. So if you don't like having stuff ruined, try not ruin it for others. Yeah. Pay it forward. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, that's, that's the, the best method because especially for content that we don't like being ruined, we all miss the big surprises. Mm-hmm. We just don't get enough of that these days. And everybody is so click, click, click. And it's like, no, we don't need, you'll still get your clicks if your content yes. is good, but you don't need to do it to put out there, you know, the, the bait and switch there. This yeah. doesn't make any sense. And I think also when it comes to the ones that's, you know, the big YouTuber guys and all that stuff, they the ones that's the worst sometimes. Like mm-hmm. it's one online, I'm like, dude, like, can we get us some time to watch it? Like, why you got to talk about it right now, dude? Because I think those are the worst ones. That's why I'll be ducking it, dodging. When these shows come out on, on Fridays, they make sure yeah. I don't see anything, you know. But the, those big time YouTubers, they want to get the first, um, you know, views. And you mean, guys, you mean like we got this covered? Oh, don't even <laughs> yeah. those guys. Don't give them the plug. <laughs> they're like the, and I, I really don't want to get rich started, but they're like the the, the Dave Meltzers of comic book nerd culture. Just trying to get those. I mean, it's a good analogy. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, the difference between them and a lot of other places is, is that anything they're putting out is straight bullshit anyways. Yeah. So it's not like whatever you read from we got this covered is, is, is automatically just irrelevant because yeah. anything they beat anybody else for, they've, they've lied about it. So yeah, uh, that that's why we already know. As soon as you see that name, you're like, ah, this, this ain't even it. Yeah. They know that too. That's why they started using other companies to retweet mm-hmm. their stuff and re uh, put it under different names. And then when you click on the click thing, it mm-hmm. takes you, redirects you. Oh, they're, they're not dumb. They understand, but it's, yeah. it's okay. Uh, the reason that's not going to go away is because there's money involved. 
there's money involved. And then there's a, there's a certain level of people for some reason who want to look cool and know what to talk about around the water cooler, Mm -hmm. but don't actually want to watch the show. So they're not really a fan or the movie or insert or play the game or insert whatever. And that's actually the reason why this all exists because anybody who really wants to watch it for themselves doesn't want to see the spoiler before they watch it. Yeah. And because they get the views and they're monetizing it or they get the clicks and they're monetizing it, it all goes back. You know what I mean? It's the same situation you run into in every Avenue, you know, uh, the biggest thing like, and not to not to take it to wrestling because we said Meltzer, but it's not even that is the, re- is the, especially in wrestling and it works across the board is that you notice that fans will do nothing but toxically argue with one another, but they will keep clicking on the things that they don't want to know. We don't get surprised anymore. Oh man, who's coming back? Click. Yeah. You know, we don't want to, you know, why is it that every time I try to watch this is ruined? Oh, 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 wait a minute. He said so-and-so is going to do this. Click. Like, it's just the dumbest thing you've ever seen. And then they use those fake arguments to like propel, you know, to hold up their argument, but they didn't watch the show. So they didn't know Yeah. whether it's wrestling or pop culture or anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird. Cause then you start talking to them and you're like, Oh, well, why do you feel this way? Well, this, well, that's just what's written in an article. You, you saw the show, right? Well, yeah. Okay, so they explained in this because and you start explaining and they're like they don't know, but that's why that's why it all exists. But then it sucks for like everybody who is a fan because there's no way to dodge it. Damn, Screen Rant got me with the 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 the, 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 the Funko reveal of the uh, Mecha Godzilla mm-hmm. because instead of like everybody else going, hey, it was just like this, they put the picture as the yeah. tab as I was scrolling Facebook. Yeah, and not that I didn't expect it. It's not that we didn't know it was going to happen. But I just don't need to see that. Why is that so important? Every other company to that point that I scroll by has said, oh, spoil, possible spoiler, something in the, the Funko Papa, you know, yeah, release, da 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 da. And then you, I'm scrolling, and of course it comes up, and it's just like, really? You had to put that as your picture? Yeah. Like, why? There's no reason. Because you can't even skip that. It's oh, like, absolutely. Right and you don't there. even give it a click because I didn't click on it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, at that point, you don't need to. Just keep moving. <laughs> so you're kind of like, not helping yourself out at all. And I don't even follow them. It just came up on my suggestion for Facebook. That's why Facebook sucks. That's right. I <laughs> Every time you turn around, Facebook just suggests something to you that you don't even follow. I'm like, I don't even like that. Why are you putting it up there? Or heard me talk about a microphone. Ugh. I get yeah. microphone ads every day. Every yeah. day. Have you seen the new blue Yeti? You haven't? Yeah, I already have Here one. It is. <laughs> <laughs> we overheard you talking about... Uh, a very hot damn chip that you tried the other day. Would you like to try this? No, they didn't hear me talk about that. They heard me <laughs> screaming about it. It's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> so after that, obviously we're going to get uh, Miss Marvel. I'm very excited for this. Now the game I was excited before, but the game that came out kind of got me even more excited for Miss Marvel for Kamala Khan. Uh, first off, when I started reading a little bit of Kamala after she came out, I was like, uh, this is some witty, fun, cute, like, like we've never seen this t- kind of character before. Like her, like just super fandom. And, and I was like, it's just like if I were to get abilities one day, I'd want to be a part of these guys. You know, and I'd be like as giddy as as she is, and as as the voice actress does her in the game very well, and I'm sure that whoever they've cast um, is going to do it fantastically too. Uh, Miss Marvel is is what next year? 
I believe. No, it's this fall. Is it this yeah. fall? Yeah. Last so or Hawkeye? What's first? Is Hawkeye's first? Hawkeye is first. No, Hawkeye is going in December. No, Miss Marvel comes gotcha. out around October. She'll be out around New York Comic Con. So it's oh. going to go from Loki into Miss Marvel. Right. What if it's in the next What if? What if? Yeah, what if? So I'm excited for Miss Marvel. Uh, JT, Ken M, you all have, have, have read more comic books than I have. So uh, what, what are you expecting out of this first little introduction of Miss Marvel? uh just that an introduction i i don't i i think um it, it's it's a gamble i think um it, especially with this being something new which it benefits marvel in a way um because it is on disney plus if it was a movie like we mentioned you know previously i think this movie would not do very well but because it is a TV show and because it's coming out weekly and, and, you know, I, I think that it, it's going to benefit from that. Um, but you know, that and Shang-Chi and Moon Knight and She-Hulk, all these new characters that we're getting, it's going to be just that it's going to be the first two, maybe three episodes are going to be a backstory, a introduction, a, look at the family life and then it'll get into more of a let's learn how to use her powers let's you know let's show that she can do this let's see how she got her powers so i wouldn't really expect a lot from this show than just to learn more about who miss marvel is yeah i fully agree if everyone was still alive the early moments of the video game would play out well on screen. I agree. Yeah. I would have mm-hmm. loved. I would love to have seen that play out on screen. Kamala meeting RDJ and Chris mm-hmm. Evans and all them. I was like, man, this would play out so well in a Disney Plus show, like an A Day and aim, you know, destroying things and then having Modok slowly. I was like, golly, this this would play out well. I mean, yes, there are parts of the game that I'm like, okay, this is very repetitive, but. For sake of the story, I, I would love to have seen the Avengers game story play out in the Disney Plus special as Kamala's introduction into. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought up the game because does Kamala not feel like it's getting that Miles Morales push? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Miles Morales started off with, you know, the video game and, 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 or the movie, and then it's got its own game. And then the comics started blowing up and then action figures, Funko pops. I mean, you name it, it literally, his name was everywhere. It started blowing up. Same thing's happening with Kamala Khan. Now the video game came out. No one really knew who she was. Guess what? She is one of the favorites of that game. Uh, she gets her own Disney plus show. Um, I mean, what else is next? She's going to be in the young Avengers. Hopefully maybe. So she's going to be in she's Captain, gonna Captain Marvel Captain too. Marvel. Yeah, 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 exactly. So the slow rise of, you know, these new characters is what is really doing it. And I have a prediction that I'll say right here. I think the next character in Marvel that will get that same push is MODOK. Yeah. We haven't even mentioned that that's on Hulu right now. And it's freaking hilarious. Mm. Like, Thinking of Patton Oswald, like I never thought in a million years I would need 
a Patton Oswald voiced robot chicken like animated yeah. Modoc show. Yeah, exactly. I would never like five years ago, ten years ago, if you'd have said, you know, what would be really funny, I'd have been like, you're out of your damn mind. Yeah, but now it's just it's it's fantastic. Started off, started off with you know the video game and the comics, and then the the you know the show on on Hulu. Um, there were rumors about Modoc being introduced in Quantum Mania, so he's gonna, in my opinion, in my prediction, he's going to be the next to get that big push. Um, you know, in, as, as a new character um, that a lot of people don't know a lot of household name, you know, people don't know about. And we really don't know how Miss Marvel's gonna start. Like, you don't, you don't know how the first episode could be. It could be, um, could be like the game some way. It could be. We don't know how, how they're gonna start this whole situation. So we have to wait and see, because it could be, like you said, Tyler, about, the, um, you know, how the game is and everything else. It could, but we don't know yet until we see it. I, I could see Tarleton being in quantum mania and maybe the not the starts of aim but he's definitely just tarleton and during ant-man 3 and that post-credit scene of ant-man 3 might give us modok mm. uh in some far, former fashion i do think that tarleton is a name that we'll we will see very soon in the mcu uh whether it be in Ant-Man storylines or whenever we're introduced to the Fantastic Four or what have you. I do think that Modoc's live action is a matter of time, to be honest, especially with the something. success, especially yeah, with the success of the Hulu show. Yeah, he'll be in something. He's got that cult following. I mean, Marvel is going to give him the big push and then we kind of see where he goes from there. Mm-hmm. So, Cam, you've you've read some some Miss Marvel, correct? uh yeah here and there i mean i got her character i mean is is right up there with miles morales for one uh marvel's uh young heroes to this gonna be one of the big cornerstones moving forward do you think that this helps us get um possibly miles morales into the mcu if miss marvel succeeds so well in time, yes. Miles Morales is a lock to show up at some point. I don't know if Miss Marvel is going to be used as a catalyst for that, to be honest with you. I think the Miss Marvel is going to be her own entity to kind of establish who she's going to be in Captain Marvel 2 and maybe Young Avengers if they want to tag her in there for right now. But I think that she's going to be just somebody they're going to be pushing as a young superhero moving forward. And she's got a lot of stories to tell. And it's going to be great to see her introduction on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Agreed. So let's move into what if. What if is also coming to us on Disney Plus, and it's something that a lot of us have been very excited to see. Uh, whether it's what if Anthony or Anthony, uh, what if Howard Stark had created the suit as opposed to Tony creating the suit? What if you know Steve didn't get a serum, but he's in a a, a big ass android working with Agent Carter? You know, zombie. Marvel zombies. Finally, the possibility mm-hmm. of getting a full-fledged Marvel zombie story uh, playing out. What is what is something that you think will will play out, and what is something that you wish that that, that you hope that will play out, Ken? 
Uh, well, I mean, one thing that we know is Peggy Carter uh, gets the Super Soldier Serum, so we're, we know we're going to get that episode. We also know that uh, Chadwick Boseman's last vocal uh, performance is going to be what if he was found by Yondu and became Star-Lord of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of hints that we're going to have there. Uh, honestly, because they're using the MCU actors involved, it's kind of wide open of what they're going to do. Um I really, what if it's kind of just a fun show that you, if you've ever read the comic, they take a lot of possibilities that could happen. I mean, I would love to see what would happen if Frank Castle got this uh, bit by this radioactive spider. I think that would be something a little crazy, but I know that will never happen on Disney Plus, so I got to worry about that. No. <laughs> no. no, you do not have to worry about that. JT, what's something you're uh, you're hoping we see? Ooh, um, just, I, I mean, I could go very you know, stay on script and say, I'm just excited for all the different possibilities. Uh, no, I'm, I'm interested to see if like this has anything like Ken said, I mean, they've got the voice actors of the MCU people that shouldn't lead into anything, but it, what if it did, Hi, see what it did there? Uh-huh. Um, like, I, I just, I just don't, I mean, the zombies part is what's really, making me like super excited about this um uh i i think i I do like the idea that we are having a central watcher telling us the story um it's almost like he's sitting us down for a bedtime story and he's like hey let me tell you what if this happened and you know you know tony stark is iron man well guess what you're wrong (laughs) like what if he's this and you know it's just it's just cool to get the idea that there are different realities and different, you know, um, universes out there in this broad, um, you know, expanding Marvel universe that we're having. Um, I, I'm, I'm loving that it's animated. I, I love that mm-hmm. part about it. I think that gets overlooked a lot. Rich, what are you excited to see? Uh, I'm just excited to see it in general. I mean, uh, they, they uh, liked it when they did the uh, comic book run uh a lot of the stuff that i would prefer to see is definitely uh, never going to happen not on disney plus so <laughs> it's not even worth going into it although i will uh i'll take the most pc of all of them i would be interested in uh what if uh killmonger won Ooh, Ooh. that's a good one because uh that's the, he's because we should give real shine to the real hero of uh black panther that's right okay. i said it i've yeah. always said it. he was definitely the hero <laughs> Definitely heel turn for for T'Challa. In all honesty, I I would not be upset if a Killmonger resurrection was done and to take up the mantle next. Michael B. Yeah, I've heard that a lot lately. But Michael B.'s performance was so good. I hate that it was a. That's that's another thing that I one issue. I, if I could. I have some issues still, even though the MCU is fantastic. It's vast. I love it. You know, thank Feige. We have it, but um, Marvel kills off its villains a lot. If you think about it, they actually kill off more villains than come back down the road. Uh, now, yes, we did get to see the Red Skull later down the road because he was teleported to Voromir. But I was like, wow, just the first Captain America and his arch enemy, the big Red Skull is gone. And the death of Killmonger. And 
I just feel like there's so many more Marvel movies where they've killed them, the villains, as opposed to like they could come back at any time. There's this always this this overwhelming like looming issue of like they could come back. You know, what if they escaped the, like Zemo? You know, thank God they didn't kill off Zemo in Civil War because if they did, we wouldn't have gotten Zemo in in this show and Falcon right. Winter Soldier. Yeah. So. I, I I would like to see a Killmonger Resurrection. I also would not hate to see it on either Mbaku or on Siri. Sure, Siri. I, I don't I don't hate either one of those. Whatever they do, I don't think they should recast. That's the one yeah. thing I will say. I have a question. Did we actually see Killmonger actually die in Batman? No, no, we did no, not see him die. So oh. he could still be alive. He could so, still be alive. Just assumed. So yeah. yeah, I think the assumption is is after their fight, he takes him on the cliff and he's watching the sunset, and he still has the the dagger or whatever. He has something like you know it's stuck into his chest, and that's what's keeping him, you know, up and talking. And then when even T'Challa was like, "Hey, we can take you back to our medical facility. We can make you better. We can do this," and he was like, "No, I'm not doing that." I told you I'm going to die the way that I wanted to. I don't need your help. Fall over. So the assumption is there that, yes, he's dead. However, we all know that Marvel could have been like, oh, well, T'Challa took him back to the facility. And sure, he made him, you know, they could, they could easily. Yeah, they can wreck on that easy. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, as much as we all love Killmonger, I I think he's legit, like, Mm -hmm. dead. Yeah. As I said, I, I'm I'm whatever they want to do with the mantle, I, I would be as a fan, uh, you know, thrilled for. Uh, I just one of my strongest reservations is he was T'Challa for us. Um, I don't want to say I, I I know within a shadow of a doubt that I'm right in this. You know, some people may probably disagree with me. Um, I just would hate to see a recast. I really mm-hmm. would. Um this is where I stand. But uh, moving on. Um, so we, we've gotten some other news of, of shows. You know, Secret Invasion is going to happen. Uh, Wakanda series is going to happen. Um, you know, what other series can we can we bring? You know, you made the joke earlier, JT, like, uh, you know, who's getting a show next? <laughs> I mean, is, is Mockingbird going to get a show next? Is she going to come back? You never know. Uh, will Coulson get his own little <laughs> Disney Plus series of him just walking around? It's the, Coulson's Disney Plus show is just him finally going around telling the Avengers, I'm back. <laughs> Hello. Because um... we never got that. Because when Sif was on that episode... He said, don't tell Thor. I'd like to be the one to tell him. And I was like, he hasn't told him yet. Like, Sif's over here like, uh, you got to- <laughs> what's going on? Tony's dead, and he probably would have loved to have known that you were still alive. Steve is really old. <laughs> so we never got to got that moment of him showing Black up. Black Widow's dead. She's, she, she doesn't get a chance. I don't know. She loved, she loved Phil. She, you know, she worked with Phil. 
it just goes to show they got so many endless possibilities of what they can mm-hmm. do with. I mean, we got to just take a look and, and just kind of wrap it up with like what we have coming this year. And then we've, we've already said there's so much to be excited about as MCU fans. I mean, the movie wise, we've got black widow, Shang Chi Eternals and the flip it to Disney plus we got Loki in a couple weeks. What if is going to be amazing as an animated show. You've got Miss Marvel, which nobody really knows a lot about unless you're one of the more recent comic readers and it's going to be absolutely something that steals the pop culture i world is going to turn it on fire again mm-hmm. you know just as miles morales came over and just really dominated and came out of the shadow of peter parker and to see a cap off with hawkeye and what we're going to get there and then after that there's so much to speculate about mm-hmm. it's just going to be a real fun fan to be a part of the mcu and see the next phase kick in absolutely it's going to be fantastic. And I can't wait for Loki to come out. I can't wait for everything to come out down the road. And I can't wait to when those individual shows are over to convene the council again. Uh, Evan and JVD, the, they were unable to join us tonight. Uh, looking forward to have them on the next one. Uh, very far, sorry for your loss. Um, you know, thoughts yeah, out to you. Yeah, um, thoughts out to you, man. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Thoughts out to you. What do y'all think? What did were your all thoughts of Falcon Winter Soldier? What are you excited to see come up? What do you what are you not so excited to see? What would you like to see? Let us know. Hashtag 30 or nerdy pod. Gentlemen, it's fantastic uh, to always have you on. Thank you so much. Let's end this show the way we always end it. Where can we find you? Rich, hit them where they can find that three fat nerds podcast. I was going to say, if you were talking about where you can find me in bed. Anyways, <laughs> uh, with that being said, uh, we, uh, you can find me at uh, uh, where's what Three Fat Nerds Podcast on Facebook, at Three Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter and Instagram, Three Fat Nerds Pod on TikTok. There you go. 8122productions.com, anywhere you get podcasts by searching Three Fat Nerds Pod. Sweet. Ken M. Simply, you want to find out what's going on with the entire ODPH panel. Simple. Swing on over to odphpodcast.com. It has all our social media links, parlay points, new blogs coming out. Swing on over to the T Public Store. Got a new design coming this week. Hopefully, we get the clearance up and running. So, you definitely want to go swing over, pick up some swag, all that and so much more. Simple. odphpodcast.com. Dre. Well, you know me. Like like Rich said, you can catch me in the bed like five minutes from now. <laughs> but uh, you catch me on, on, on social media, Instagram, um, Drake Driven 83, Twitter, Drake Driven 83. You know, you catch me on there. Um, that's it. Yeah. Like I'm going to say, you know, you see me catch me in bed in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and as for my other, not all Vol, but volunteer state brother. Oh yeah, you I wanna might wanna hold up on that ball talk. Um <laughs> no, you can find all of us, all five of us at uh you know, pretty much everywhere on all social media social media platforms at East Coast Avengers. Um we will be doing a live stream every Wednesday for our um live episodes. Uh Ken is always in the chat, just chatting it up with us. Um he's a lot of fun, even when we talk about uh U.S. agent over there, um, but that is and the egregious comments about uh, pancakes too. I still haven't forgot about what Dom said. Whoa, whoa, wait. I said uh, no. I said Dom. I said Dom. Not yeah, you. I was just saying. I was like, oh, hold on. Dre knows yeah, what we, I'm we, talking we, about. Yeah, yes, you do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That was an excellent discussion. <laughs> yeah, we 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 talk about a, an abundance of things. Uh, food talk to nerdy stuff to uh, to yeah, pretty much everything. Um, but you can catch us there again. Just search in the search bar, uh, East Coast Avengers. Awesome. 
Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me yet again. Uh, I am your host, Tyler Mack. And as always, cheers to you nerds. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join in on the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apodalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or find us at 30andnerdypodcast.com. This has been the 30andnerdypodcast. Cheers to you, nerds. Nerds.